0: You got anything you want to air?
1: Um, anything I want to air? Well, it's nearly February, folks. Uh, yeah. Time's flying by. Well, it will be February when this is yeah. released. Yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah. remember you're going to die, so <laughs> make the most of it while you can. Um, I'm. Uh, I'm going to Manchester next month because I'm. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Why is that? But
0: bo- it's exciting. Is that exciting? Yeah. You leave in London. Yeah, that's I'm exciting. Just, I'm
1: trying. You know, I'm trying to find a mix between mm. doing something and not going abroad, where you have to spend. Hundreds of pounds on COVID tests, so... As I, I'm i
0: going to South Africa in March,
1: so.
0: <laughs> I And fate I know all too well. On the, doc, on the t- phone with the doctors this morning, she's like, do I need any vaccinations? And, and what was the answer? The answer was, look on the CDC website. Right, okay. So,
1: what has the CDC said if you looked? I haven't looked yet. 12 rabies shots, all at £60. Yep, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. We don't... The NHS doesn't cover travel vaccinations. Yeah, yeah. So... Which is fair enough, you know, if you want to travel, then fork out. That means I probably will be going to BOOT to get my <laughs> vaccination done. Um, yeah. Oh, and they also lost the results of my blood test, which is... Obviously... They've lost the results well, of your blood test. Well, that's not fair on the... But they, they, like, I was told one thing by the hospital. Yeah. The GP told me another the classic stuff. Yeah. And now I have to ring the hospital and ask Again. them. Yeah. For a blood test I did last year.
1: Oh, my God. You don't have anything left. Yeah. <laughs> I know. How um, are you with blood tests? Ah, uh, fine. I thought, I, I nearly signed out once. That's, really? Yeah. Oh, That's because, okay. oh my God, the way the needle was stuck in, I was like, what the hell are you doing?
0: Yeah. This is the blood test podcast. Yeah. You
1: know? yeah. And the guy kept saying, oh, lie down, we don't want you hitting the deck. Do you think the term hitting the deck is on here right now? You're a nurse. Where's your bedside manner?
0: I never had to lie down. I had a very charming young lady do my blood test. It was very nice. But
1: yeah. Only women should be allowed to <laughs> administer blood tests. Administer blood tests.
0: Give haircuts. Oh, I didn't know what you were gonna say then, <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, Valentine's Day. Do you want to do it? Let's do it. Love. Greetings lovebirds, sourpusses, and apathetic tapirs, and welcome to this very special Valentine's Day edition of the Bad Things Podcast. Do I immediately regret dating this episode and forcing myself to get the edit done in time? Yes I do! Am I going to try and edit round this if we don't get it out on time? No, I'm not. <laughs> am I, Jacob Simmons, one of your hosts? Yes, I am. As ever joined by my Eros, my Cupid, my other flying bow and arrow wielding baby in an nappy, my not so secret secret lover, <laughs> Nathan of Nathan Pack. Oh, so much to talk about I in know. that intro. A-, a loving, tender, but always generic salutation to and you. A,
1: a generic... Sexy salutation yes, to you, you as well. Thank you. The Tapiers. L- you did, the
0: lingerie really wasn't necessary, but I'll take oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, the lacy. Let's, let's
1: not talk about what's in my cupboard. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, that's not,
0: it's, a, it's a family podcast. It's really not. Tapiers. I always I get, get tapiers
1: mixed up with... Um, I can already tell the, this
0: is going to be good. What
1: is the world's largest rodent? What's it called? Capybara. Capybara. I always get those two mixed up. I'm a big capybara guy.
0: Similar vibe.
1: Yeah. Similar, similar sort vibe. of...
0: Sort of slightly indie animal, like similar sizes. I But always at a zoo. Always might be
1: indie. It's like I don't know, like Franz Ferdinand in two (laughs) thousand and four. Indie, but always around, always there. They
0: are the Franz Ferdinands of animals, aren't they? Tapirs, capybaras. I feel like. Red pandas are kind of like that, Mm. a bit indie but always at zoos Yeah, kind of thing. Honey badger. Honey badger. (sighs) Have you ever seen a honey badger at a zoo? Yeah, a couple of times. Really? Horrible. Do you remember that horrible zoo we went to in Cromer? Oh, God. The saddest jaguar I've ever seen in my life.
1: We're so going back there. That was a great day.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's Valentine's Day, Nathan. Or not, or not, depending on if I've got this done I mean, I, that
1: was the other thing. I admired your honesty thank there you. with... Um, yeah, this will... I mean, can we say it'll be out in the month of February? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, just about. I mean, Fergie was only just done <laughs> in January. But
1: See Valentine, you in March. Valentine's Day will be done. Um, um, thank you for your tapiers and your honesty. And um, Thank you. There was lots of Cupid references there that I'll listen back to and understand and probably text you like, that was actually really good, sorry. <laughs> oh, I, m- did
0: m- good. Mythology. <sighs> um, inane chatter I've put here, maybe about Valentine's Day. Yeah. Any good Valentine's Day anecdotes? No. None? No. Do you celebrate the
1: holiday? Um, I think it'll be a... Um, what do I want to say here? For me, it'll be a half celebration this year. I think. I think it'll be dinner. No presents, but some no presents. Yes. Is
0: it a uh, no presents but actually presents have been? No, no. It's definitely not. Uh, uh, I will no be very presents. annoyed if that
1: happens because I will not be buying a present.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like the other person will know that you are the sort of person that when they say they're not buying presents, it's not happening. They're not yeah. buying presents. I, I, I
1: will splash out on the meal, but uh, yeah, somewhere so nice. Any.
0: You can book a table. <sighs>
1: like part of me just wants to go to Mackie D's just for, just for the two fingers
0: um, yeah
1: I, I, mm, Valentine's Day like
0: if I'm in a relationship I usually do it mm-hmm. um, I think I'm making my girlfriend a present this year okay. I We said we're going to make stuff mm-hmm. um, I do have an anecdote which I'll yeah. try and keep short because this is going to be a long one um, I was in high school once and I went to order a heart shaped, like, there's like a thing where you could send a heart shaped lolly to someone... That's a bit American. Yeah, it really is. Um, And I had a friend whose boyfriend didn't go to the school, and he'd, like, arranged for me to make this order to Mm -hmm. send his girlfriend a lolly. Um, And luckily... Well, no, I shall tell a bit later. I went and I ordered it, but I didn't... For some reason, I didn't say who it was being sent to. I just totally forgot. Yeah. And I went back to say, like, oh, I totally forgot to say who it's going to. And they said, oh, no, it's fine. We asked some questions and we found out who your girlfriend is. And I'm like, no, no, no it's, not for my, it's not for my girlfriend. And they were like, and you al-... had a girlfriend at the yes, time? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. right. It had already been delivered. Yeah. Was, oh, I've completely fucked it up. But luckily, the friend's boyfriend was called Jake. And that is what my girlfriend at the time used to call me. So she thought it was just from me.
1: I can see why it didn't last.
0: <laughs> <I> <laughs> you never, love that name. I never told her. <laughs> you know? I oh, never my God. told her it was not from me. <laughs> And my friend never got her lolly, so oh. I ruined two Valentine's Days instead of one. Can we talk
1: about Jake? My name? Yeah, I feel like you're not a fan I, of Jake. I hate it, yeah. But you, did you never express that at I the I sort time? of put up with it. It was my first relationship. Yeah. You only know, put up with a
0: lot to just be like, oh, please don't leave me. Oh, you're so lenient. I know. Not anymore, I'm not. Anyone
1: calls me now, I'm like, get out. Nay Nene, no N- fine. Nene's fine nay's like, yeah.
0: more your name at this point so the
1: uncle's the uncle uh, <laughs> pseudonym uncle Nano,
0: yeah anyway we've talked about Valentine's Day a lot do you want to confuse people even further by telling them what we're reviewing today
1: yeah so I think this is like the Michael episode where <laughs> I feel like actual Valentine's Day we should call VD well which sounds like a maybe a venereal disease well it, yeah that is the shorthand um, for venereal yeah. disease well so. they're of similar destructive quality <laughs> Go together. Sure, um, one
0: occurs very close to the
1: other. It's Valentine's Day. We're very to the point. We're very garish. Um, so we are going to be reviewing the 2010 American romantic comedy drama film, according to Wikipedia, Valentine's Day. Um, one day we will escape uh, the 2010s. <laughs> we will escape the 2000s of like the 2010s. This was 10s. filmed
0: in 2009. Yeah. So we sort of escaped it that way. But yes. It's our first film since, if you want to count Titanic as a film, <laughs> it was that. That
1: was a counselling session. Yeah, it
0: was. And before that, our last film was Sausage Party, which was July last oh year. Oh my
1: god, I wasn't even here, we and, weren't even here yeah, last year. It was
0: the last one we did before the move, which is insane. Uh, so I've had a lovely time these past few months just kicking back, letting you do the bulk <laughs> of the work. You don't kick back. That's very true, never you kick back. You do bloody loads. <laughs> But yes, we are reviewing the rom-com with more celebrities to its name than an L.A. divorce lawyer. This is Valentine's Day from 2010. So before we get the candles out and rush to the nearest 24-hour petrol station for some cheap flowers, let's find out about the prehistory of this movie in a segment I'm calling February the 13th. When really it's just the prehistory.
2: Prehistory
0: Nathan, what have you got about the development of this film?
1: Um, I didn't find a lot of prehistory. How did you get on?
0: So if you go to the Wikipedia page for this film, it actually, you know it says at the the top sometimes it gives you a little warning about the trustworthiness of the page. Yeah,
1: yeah. Was it everywhere?
0: It actually says, no information is available on the development of this film. Oh, wow. If you know any, please put some in. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
1: I scoured IMDb as well for some trivia, and I found some things. Oh, but, cool.
0: Okay. Um, do you want to do the trivia now, or do you want to do that a bit later? Have
1: I got any decent trivia, really? <laughs>
0: Some of the IMDb trivia is... Yeah, is I, I
1: haven't got anything that decent. I mean, I, I, we're talking directors, producers, scores mainly is what I've got here. I've got a couple
0: of bits on those. So, um, I, yeah, I couldn't find a lot about, the like I said, the actual development. came out on February the 12th in 2010, which was annoying because I wanted it to come out in September and make fun of it for it. <laughs> it did actually come out in time for Valentine's Day. Um, the main crux of this film is there's a lot of famous people in it Mm -hmm. It we've been here before we have been here before I feel like this film handles it a lot better than movie 43 but it is a similar level of famousness in the cast Um, I managed to find a couple of interviews with the director now I will get to the director in a minute I'll ask you about him Um, his name's Gary Marshall he was 76 when he directed this film (laughs) He talked a lot about trying to keep the star power in check. He said each actor only had to work for a short time and that there was no room for divas. What have you got about Gary Marshall? Because he is quite an interesting guy.
1: So he started career in the 60s. Uh, American TV shows that none of us see have ever seen over here. No, I'm, I'm talking about us young people, probably mm-hmm. people of a certain age have. Uh, I've got The Lucy Showdown and someone who is still alive... Mr. Dick Van Dyke. Yes, he used to write jokes for Dick Van Dyke, I think. Dick Van Dyke is on the death list this year, unfortunately. <laughs> is he number one? Uh, he's up there. I can't oh. remember who is so number like he's, one. He's near the top. Come yeah. on, Dick. Hang in there. Come on, Dick. Um, um, I mean, you're missing a very big one here. What am I missing? He created Happy Days. Oh, yeah, that's, him, that's, oh, that's sorry. coming up. Yeah, sorry. Carry yeah. on, sorry. Yeah, no, I was... Uh, I think I'm going slightly in chronological order. Okay, um, carry on. So, yeah, Happy day 74 to 84. Is that the shark jump one? That is it the is. shark
0: jump one, yes. Yeah.
1: Um, something called Laverne and Shirley.
0: Which is a Happy day spin-off. Uh,
1: 76 to 83. Mork and Mindy, which, which is, is... another Happy day oh, spin-off. Oh, is it? Yep. Well, that's, that's Robin Williams, that isn't it? Is. It's yeah. where he's got his big start. Yeah, playing an alien. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and some films that I noted down. Beaches... Uh, pretty Woman, That's I think a... that'll be coming up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Runaway Bride from '99. Also stars Richard Gere
0: and Julia Roberts.
1: Oh, God. He, mm. he's, he Has he got that thing on his wiki page where it, like, there's a table where it has t- his films and actors across <laughs> and it ticks which films the actors are, you are in? You're talking
0: about the David Lynch table. Yeah, no, the, I mean. the Linklater table yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of other people whose names don't begin with L. Um, yeah, you pretty much nailed it there. Um, very, very successful. He also directed The Princess Diaries, which I think a lot of people our age will have oh, seen okay. growing up if they were of a certain, I was gonna say, just going to say gender, I think, very much <laughs> aimed at women. Um, Anne Hathaway's in that as well, she'll be back too. He made a lot of connections in show business, as I said, he were old at this point, he already knew Julia Roberts, having directed her in Pretty Woman, and a couple of other people he directed in Stuff as well, which is how he managed to pull together such a big cast. Um, Julie Roberts was actually in the process of filming Eat, Pray, Love when this film came <laughs> well, out, which is why she's not in it very much.
1: Is that a badly reviewed film as well? I don't know. Oh,
0: okay. I think the book is very well regarded, right? I don't know what the film, I mean, with the film. But it's oh, quite a bit touching picture. the book. It's not really not your thing, is it? <laughs> no. He said that he wanted to make the film a love letter to LA, which he sort of did with Pretty Woman, because that's mm-hmm. set in LA uh as I, as we said earlier this was not his final film it was his final project marshall unfortunately died in 2016 which was the year that his final film came out uh which we'll get to in the aftermath of this quick personal note about gary marshall he seems like an absolute legend from those interviews oh yeah Proper old school new york hollywood mm-hmm. writer time always quick with a joke. Always, you know, with a sort of charming turn of phrase. He used a few dodgy words. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, whenever someone's quick and is of an an age, there's normally a dodgy phrase
0: in there. Yeah, but, you know, um, he also couldn't say the name of his own film. He kept calling it Valentine's Day. Oh, dear. He admitted, he's like, I call it, I'm from New York, I call it Valentine's Day.
1: Why? Because he was aware of the mistake. (laughs) Okay.
0: Just call it that. Um, but yeah, I, the, the interviews I found had less than a thousand views mm-hmm. on YouTube.
1: People really care.
0: <laughs> the screenplay was written by a woman called Catherine Fuge. Mm-hmm. Fuge, I think is how it's said. It's spelled Fugget. Um F-U-G-A-T. It's bouquet. It, it is very much bouquet.
1: Anything on her? Um, she wrote uh, for Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> Uh, which is a freeview favourite over here. Is it? Yeah, very popular
0: series. I feel like that's a Challenge something be like challenge. Yes. Bravo. Um, UK TV, T- yeah, yeah. that kind
1: of stuff. I well, we wouldn't probably would be UK TV because it's not the UK. So <laughs> That's true.
0: Yeah. It's not a comedy either, so.
1: Um so yeah, that's the main thing I've uh, got about her. That was a big hit in an old workplace that I used to work at. They used to show it at lunchtimes and um, some of the uh the people with penises would go Quite a lot at Xena, the Lu- warrior princess. Lucy Lawless,
0: yeah. Good-looking woman, but yeah, maybe don't gawp. Uh Two things about her. Uh, one, she was a strike captain in the 2008 Writers Guild of America strike. Oh,
1: a captain!
0: Yeah, I don't know what I mean. Go forth! <laughs> exactly, and not do anything. Uh, so I put she's the one responsible for Quantum of Solace.
1: Oh, dear.
0: Uh, also, she's a direct descendant of Benjamin Franklin.
1: Oh, nice! Victoria Beckham again coming <laughs> up with the. I
0: feel like Benjamin Franklin was not a socialist. No, <laughs> very much the opposite. The only other thing I've got about the pre-production is the music.
1: Yep, me too. There
0: were a couple of original songs for this film. Do you want to take it away, Music Man?
1: Um, I've s- sort of integrated the original songs into my script more. Oh, okay. We can I've
0: we can got... we can wait.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll just read what I've got here for now. Oh, maybe I do have an original song here actually. <laughs> Uh, the score to Valentine's Day was composed by John Debney, uh, who is a long-time collaborator of Walt Disney, the oh. company, not the man, oh. not the Nazi. Um, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> sorry, allegedly. Uh, he's written music for their films, television series, and their theme parks. Wow. So you know generic, scary, adventurous music when you're in queues. That's probably John Debney. He wrote a song for the film Every Time You Smiled with award-winning lyricist Glenn Ballard. Now, Glenn Ballard's CV. He is best known as the co-writer on Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little is Hill. Is he
0: really? Yes. Wow.
1: I did not know that. I did not Google Glenn Ballard at all. Mm. Wow. Um, Wasn't the biggest page on earth, to be fair, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's also worked a lot with Michael Jackson oh, as well. He's back. He, he's back again. <laughs> yeah. He's the bad is talking.
0: About. <laughs> 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 um Yeah. If you want to wait for the, some of the original songs, um, there was like they were two big original songs. One was a minor hit. One was a very big hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you find out who's in this film, you'll understand why it was a very big hit. But yeah, if you want to wait for those, that's all I've got on the prehistory.
1: Um, it was shot over a period of 53 days, <laughs> is the only other note I have. When did you find that? I didn't find that. I
0: don't know! <laughs> maybe that it was up? a trivia. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was a dream.
1: It, maybe it was a dream. <laughs> I think I watched it for 53 days. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that's all I've got, as I said. It's a long film with lots of things to get through, so I think we should make a start. If you're happy I'm
1: very happy I'm yeah. already looking at page one, And I want to vomit
0: <laughs> Okay Let's go people It's Valentine's Day Hey there all you sleepy Angelinos. A good good morning
2: to you It's your buddy Romeo Midnight I know I know I'm the voice you normally listen to In the middle of the night But today is special Los Angeles
0: It's my favourite day of the year Today is Valentine's Day So we get some establishing shots not of Heathrow Airport because, contrary to popular belief, this is not love, actually. Uh, And these establishing shots tell us that we are in L.A. We are treated to the dulcet tones of a DJ by the name of Romeo Midnight, who apparently will be on air all day. Is I that legal? Is that allowed? Oh. He says he loves a bit of Valentine's Day, but clearly he doesn't have a partner because he's
1: spending his Valentine's Day alone in a radio studio. Indeed. You know, and I feel like, you know, like, regulations now mean that you can't really do a marathon of anything. You know, like, for when, people, like when people do, like, comic relief marathons mm. or something. They don't really. Like... <laughs> they have to stop well oh, yeah because they die yeah and I think that's totally fair Dermot you know.
0: O'Leary would just dance himself into oblivion every year and I think that's fine imagine
1: <laughs> the guy drumming Owen Wynn this <laughs> this year if he'd had to actually go for 24 His hours was just
0: flying in various directions It's insane We meet some of our characters, and I've got a little segment here, Nathan, for this, which I've called All the Famouses. Yeah. Uh, I decided to play a game researching this episode. I've graded each of the famous people in this film based on how famous they are. Yeah, yeah. The grades are a combination of how famous I think they are now and how famous they would have been back in the day, Mm -hmm. because there's a couple of people who would have been super famous back then, much less so now.
1: Are you talking about one person in the first scene? (laughs)
0: I feel like it's Both people, maybe both people in the one specifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do. You want to introduce these characters' names because they are sensational. I don't have them. Okay. Is this I, gonna... I gave up straight away. <laughs> this is going to be titanic, although. Yeah, okay. titanic. <laughs> so the main characters we meet are Reed Bennett. And Morley Clarkson. (laughs) Two people whose names are all surnames.
1: Yep, (laughs) they're just all surnames. Uh,
0: Who plays Reed Bennett? Uh, That
1: would be uh, Mr. Ashton
0: Kutcher. It would, yes. I'll give you a quick rundown of Ashton Kutcher's life. I've got a little segment for him here. He rose to fame in That 70s Show. He's done quite a bit since then. The Butterfly Effect, What Happens in Vegas, No Strings Attached, Jobs, Two and a Half Men. He would have been incredibly famous around the time. And he was also friends with a very highly regarded florist and did his research for this film with
1: him. Oh, he plays a florist. Love The Butterfly Effect. Oh, have you seen I it? Love it, oh, yeah. Okay.
0: It's like a psychological thriller, isn't it? Yeah. It's very un-Ashton Kutcher.
1: I think probably watching it now I'd be like, this is shit. But I watched it when I was like 14. I was like, this is great. This is great. Yeah, yeah,
0: this is sick. I've given him a famous grade of A. Straight up A, he been very okay, famous yeah. at this time, mm-hmm. I feel. Uh, obviously famously married to Demi Moore, and I'm then... I'm
1: very scared by your notes here. Really? I mean, I'm imagining you on your wool just making those uh, pin...
0: You weren't far pin... off. Oh God, pin association
1: <laughs> things. Yeah,
0: you weren't far off. And Morley Clarkson is played by, our, well, our first our first famous alphabetically, <laughs> Jessica Alba, mm-hmm. who is famous for being in the Sin City movies. Uh, I knew her as uh, the Invisible Woman in the original Fantastic Four films, uh, and she was in the music video for The Lonely Islands I Just Had Sex.
1: Ah.
0: Any Jessica Alba memories?
1: Just people at school being like, she's the best looking woman on Earth.
0: She was very much that. Sort of, yeah, there's like sort of waves. I yeah. feel like My childhood is defined by waves of who all my schoolmates fancied. It was Jessica Alba, Cheryl Cole.
1: <laughs> I was literally <laughs> about to say, this is the Jessica <laughs> Alba, Cheryl Cole era. Yeah.
0: Uh, Mila Kunis, I feel okay, like, was yeah. one of them. Um, I've given her an A minus.
1: Okay. So yeah. she
0: is famous. What is she doing now? I don't
1: know. I don't know. Has she had children? I'm not sure what I she's has up Has she done it. a
0: Fergie and just, you know, yeah. lived quite a normal life? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, so she's they're...
1: forty. Just to remind everyone of how old they are.
0: What? What do you mean? She's forty. What now? Yes. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Not in this film. No, <laughs> that would be some skincare. That would be some skincare. Uh, Morley is asleep, but Reedy is lying wide awake, holding a re- a wedding ring. Rather than wait like a normal person
1: until Morley is awake, he decides to wake her up and propose just right there. Absolute disgrace. I can't even talk in the morning, let alone accept a proposal. This was like, this
0: is an L.A. morning as well. So this is like half six, seven a.m. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is early. We've got to go. Let's go, go. Let's go to the flower market. Uh, Morley is a bit taken aback, but she says, yes, Reed is thrilled. His character is one who very much enjoys Valentine's Day. He's very sappy and romantic, etc. Uh, I hope that doesn't go bad for him later on in this film. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. He's very happy, he leaves the house and finds his best friend Alfonso. Did you get the actor? Who uh plays it's George Lopez. George right? Lopez, yes, who if I look at my fact file of famouses, uh, it's I um, it's I need
1: to ring the Prince alarm here. Oh dear
0: afterwards, you? yeah. Really, okay. Well I've got nothing about Prince, but I have got he is a stand up comedian. He's done a few films, including Stints as Grouchy Smurf in the Smurf franchise, the one with Katy Perry, who's another woman who I feel like could be Sort of in that arc of everyone at school found her attractive. Yeah. Uh, he's voiced characters in the Rio films, the Beverly Hills Chihuahua films, and various other films where he also plays animals. I've given him a C-. Oh, I yeah.
1: feel like he'd be higher in a, from an American perspective. From, especially
0: yeah. a, a Latin American yeah. perspective. He, he won, He's very highly regarded in the Latin American community. Um, of which I'm not a member, so <laughs> sorry. Nobody'd
1: work that out.
0: <laughs> the Prince Alarm.
1: Oh, the Prince Alarm, Prince yes. Alarm. Um, uh, I have watched an interview that he Prince did with George Lopez oh. a few times because I find it quite funny and uh, revealing. So they talk about um, Prince uh, capping his ticket price at twenty five dollars for a concert, and George Lopez says, "I'd like to thank you on behalf of the Latino community <laughs> for capping your <laughs> for capping your uh, oh, concert twenty five dollars." I didn't uh, know Prince did It's though. quite a sweet interview, oh, and okayed. then he. Goes and shreds on the guitar, of course, as he does on most talk shows when he's on. Was it super rad? Super rad. Yeah.
0: What was it? Super rad. You know, rad gnarly, cool. Oh, okay.
1: I I didn't know what you were referring to. but You were just saying words. I'm um, not
0: that out of the loop. Uh, okay, are you?
1: I can't. Um, I can't really remember. Just yeah. remember that one quote. Fair enough. Should we go back to the film? Yeah, let's go back. <laughs>
0: Uh, Alfonso seems a little surprised that Morley said yes, but they hug over the good news. They set off to collect some flowers for Reed's florist shop, which he runs in the city. Uh, he talks, Reed talks about how much he loves love and today he can be as sappy as he wants. And as he says this, he pulls out in front of a car and gets yelled at by our first bonus famous, who's not actually who's not sort of listed in the big Mm -hmm. names, but he is still famous, Joe Mantegna. Do you know who this is? (laughs) No. (laughs) He plays Agent David Rossi in Criminal Minds, and is the voice of Fat Tony in The Simpsons. Okay, yeah. And has been since the 90s. I know who Fat Tony is, at least. Yeah, I recognised him straight away. We move on to our second location of about 6,000 in this film. It's a new studio where the weather girl is tap dancing to drum up some ratings.
1: One of the best bits of the film.
0: (laughs) This is not to the liking of Kelvin Moore, who is played by... Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, yes. Let me get his fact file up. I've not arranged this very well, so give me some time. Basically, Jamie Foxx is a very talented, very annoyingly talented man. He is a, a an actor. He is a singer. He played Ray Charles and won an Oscar. He was in Dreamgirls. He was in some Spider-Man films. He's on the Kanye West track Gold Digger. <laughs> he won a Grammy. And his real first name is Eric.
1: This wow. is, he's an
0: A-plus player. He,
1: I think he is an A-plus yeah, player, yeah. He's a
0: very famous man. Um he's talking to his editor, who is Susan, and she is played by, have you got this one? Kathy Bates. Yes, Kathy Bates, who came to prominence in her apparently excellent, although I've not seen it, portrayal of demented superfan Annie Wilkes in the Stephen King adaptation Misery, ah. which is meant to be very good. She's also in American Horror Story. People might know her from that. She was also in the B Movie. People might know her from that. <laughs> I've given her a B minus. She dressed up as a B. <laughs> Ran around <laughs> hacking people with an axe. Uh B minus. Mm-hmm. Uh partially because she was, you know, sort of historically famous, but I don't yeah. know if people would recognise her. And also B because she was in the B movie. Susan wants some fluff pieces for Valentine's Day. Kelvin isn't happy. He's a sports reporter. He wants to make himself more of a sports reporter. Uh he says he's a player, but he tones it down for Valentine's Day. What a gent. <laughs> And Susan tells him to shut up and get on with it, which he
1: does. Thanks, Susan. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Susan. he says he has a dry period between New Year and St. Patrick's Day. Yeah.
0: I don't really know why. why. He didn't really say why.
1: Yeah, he just... he's got, it's a mental block. He just yeah. can't face Valentine's Day.
0: <laughs> We're now at the flower market, which I didn't realise was a thing, and Reed is cheerily buying some flowers. He chats to a vendor who's being interviewed by Kelvin, jumping in to rescue him when the interview flops. The vendor is also surprised that Morley said yes, but gives Reed a special flower to give to her later. And yes, listeners, this will be coming back around. Mm-hmm. Our third location, as Reed's TV interview is being shown in the apartment of one Doctor Harrison Copeland. Did you get who played Harrison Copeland? I have never heard of this guy what? before. What? Oh, you're going to hate my grade, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey, Doctor McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy.
1: I, I sort of know what you're saying, sort of. <laughs>
0: He, he's very, <laughs> very famous. Okay. Um, he's been in Enchanted, the Disney... Have you seen Enchanted, the Disney movie? No, Amy how Adams? many
1: knows what am I going to say throughout this?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was in Transformers Dark of the Moon.
1: <laughs> Which one was that?
0: Like the Which... the, the fifth one, oh, I think, okay. I don't know. Uh, Bridget Jones' Baby? No, no, okay. no, I've not seen any of the
1: Bridget Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. okay. Uh, he was also once in an episode of Phineas and Ferb. Um... He gets an A minus. He's a very famous man, especially in America, where Grey's Anatomy is, I think, a religion. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of know, over here. Is that thinking.
1: an E4 show over here? What's that showing on? I think it's
0: a sky. Oh, like it's a sky, sky thing. What, whatever Sky Atlantic used to be called. Like, you remember when it was like Sky Living mm-hmm. and it was all pink? <laughs> that was the brand. Did that of, get to you? It did, yeah. Well, no, it didn't get to me. It just stuck in my mind. Uh, uh, not Patrick Harrison that's the character he's juggling some apples and tosses one to Julia Fitzpatrick another character
1: (laughs) who plays her? well according to my notes it's Jenfia Garner Jennifer Garner plays uh, can't remember her name Jenfia Gardner. yeah Um,
0: she uh, found early fame playing Electra in those bad superhero movies nobody talks about she later rose to fame in films like The Invention of Lying Juno Love, Simon she's in which I know you like and the Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, she was also in a show called Llama Llama, where she plays, guess what? A llama. And she gets an A-. minus.
1: She, she's in 13 going on 30 as well. Is that her?
0: I've never seen that oh, okay. film. I, I know Zach Efron is in that film. <laughs> I don't know if that's her. Um, but she's quite famous. Well, she's another one that would have been more famous at the time. I feel like mm-hmm. less people care about Jennifer
1: Garner. Oh, What? she was excellent in Love, Simon. I'm sure she
0: was. <laughs> Jennifer Garner is lying in his bed. She's sad that the doctor will have to go perform a surgery in San Francisco instead of spending Valentine's Day with her. But Dr. Copeland gives her a wind-up plastic heart as consolation. Everything seems very sweet and above board here. Julia is very in love. She also mentions her friend Cara, who hosts an anti-Valentine's Day party every year. And once again, we'll be coming back to that. We meet... Even more characters now. And we're not even halfway through the characters as Jason and Liz lie in bed together. Who plays Jason?
1: I don't know how to say his name.
0: Okay. <laughs> try. try. Tofu.
1: No. Um... <laughs> Tophie? Is that correct? Tofa Grace. Tofa Grace. I
0: think it's short for Christopher.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. He is also in that 70s show, so we'd have known Ashton Kutcher from there. He's known to a generation of comic book fans, and to me, as Eddie Brock slash Venom in Spider-Man 3, mm-hmm. the Sam Raimi one. He was also in Black Klansman, Predators, Interstellar, and once voiced a guard in What's New Scooby-Doo. He gets a B.
1: What's this Scooby <laughs> in? Coming after <laughs> you. Great tune.
0: <laughs> and who plays Liz, his beloved?
1: I mean, I know her. You know, Sam <laughs> yeah. Hathaway.
0: Anne Hathaway, Yeah. Uh, she got her breakthrough in the Jerry Marshall directed Princess Diaries, mm-hmm. so she knows Jerry very well. She starred in things like Brokeback Mountain, Dark Knight Rises, Lame Miz, Interstellar, Ocean's Eight, and she shares her name with Shakespeare's wife. She's an A. She's an A. She's a very famous woman. She won an Oscar for about 15 minutes worth of work for Lame Miz. Oh, okay, and they gave it to her. It. Yeah, she just sings a song, gets a haircut, and then she dies. Spoilers <laughs> for a 300 year old book.
1: I have died! <laughs>
0: They're messing around in bed together after a night of apparently very athletic intercourse. Uh, They've only been dating for about two weeks, but things seem to be going well. Liz, an aspiring poet, has to leave because she's late for something, which upsets Jason. Liz also says that she spoke to one of his neighbours, who thought he was gay it's the early
1: 2010s <laughs> she um yeah she's happy to hear that his watch is three his clock is three minutes fast but then he requests that she stay and hang out for three minutes
0: <laughs> you know you can do a lot in three minutes I'm this sure this guy's
1: got a great stranglehold on time <laughs> hi oh I was thinking about you all night long <clears throat>
0: Liz rides away, like, five seconds down the street on her moped before answering the phone call. And Nathan, what does she do on the phone? She
1: is... I don't know what the official term is, but she is a phone sex person.
0: (laughs) Is that not the official (laughs) term? (laughs) The term she uses is an adult phone entertainer. Yes. Adult phone entertainer. Um, This guy, whoever she's on the phone with, clearly doesn't hang about. This is, like, first thing in the morning. And he is... He's ready to go. It's a lot of lonely people out there. That's very true, especially in LA. Um, yeah, she talks about uh, having a threesome with her roommate, which inspires an actually quite a funny bit where a woman holding a dog overhears and says, "I'll need a minute to change." <laughs> that is a classic old school gag. <laughs> oh god! Delivered that to perfection. Was a
1: fucking creep. <laughs> oh
0: no. <laughs> she had a cute dog. More characters. Uh, what have you got about the old couple?
1: Um, haven't even got their names down you here I haven't got their names no. um, I've written down an old couple sniper each other with gifts. as an obese man talks about his business on the TV, <laughs> they are looking after an orphan child, is what I've written down
0: <laughs> that's a film in itself, I want to see that movie Uh, The couple are Edgar and Estelle. They've been married for 51 years. Edgar is played by Hector Elizondo. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you say his name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. He has been in every single one of Gary Marshall's films. It's written into his contract that whenever Gary Marshall makes a film, Hector Elizondo is in it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's been in all sorts of things. Uh, He also had parts in the Lego Batman movie and Avatar The Last Airbender, in which he played a giant owl.
1: That is one of the worst reviewed films of all time, isn't it? Oh, the have series,
0: not the film. Oh, he was in the he series. He was in the series, yeah, okay. which is one of the best reviewed series of all time. And the film is shite. I have seen it. Uh, he gets a C- in the famous uh, column. And uh, you don't know who plays Estelle.
1: Oh, I can't remember her name. I have it written somewhere in my notes, but yeah, please do.
0: Shirley MacLaine. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sound the alarm. It's old person of the Ooh. podcast time. <laughs> she is 87 years old. Oh, yeah. and Still alive. Her first film was in 1955. Mm-hmm. Do you That's guess? actually
1: not as horrific as I thought it was going to be. Do you want to guess who directed it? Hitchcock. Yes. Oh, yes. How <laughs> did you know? <laughs> what was she in? Uh,
0: she was in The Trouble with Harry. Have okay. you seen that one? No. Oh, okay. I know you like a bit of Hitchcock. It's,
1: they're, in the, they're in the box. In the box, yeah. it's yeah, the the in film there box. somewhere.
0: Uh, since then, she's appeared in dozens of movies, including Terms of Endearment, for which she won an Oscar. She's a Kennedy Center honoree. She was awarded the Legion of Honour by the French government, (laughs) has has had a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame since 1960, Uh, but I didn't know who the hell she was. It took her
1: five years and then she got a star.
0: And she's had a star for the last 62 years. Absolutely
1: insane.
0: Uh, I've given her a B- minus because I didn't know who she was, but damn.
1: No, it's not subjective at all, but I didn't know who she was.
0: I never said it was subjective. Uh, They're very cute. I like the old couple.
1: Yeah, it's one of the best storylines.
0: I just like seeing old people in love. It's just very nice. Uh, Yes, as you said, the orphan child is downstairs. His name is Edison. He's their grandson. Uh, He's only 10, so I don't have to credit the actor. Um, He's making some Valentine's Day cards, and Estelle says there's something he used to do with his mother, so he's sad about that. He's also sad because he's in love, and Grandpa Edgar decides to lend a hand.
1: Where have we seen this before (laughs) in anthology love films? Yep.
0: Julia's in an elevator when a giant white teddy bear walks in. And who's carrying the giant white teddy bear? (laughs) It's it's Taylor Swift. It's Taylor fucking Swift. It's the main event of this film. Uh, Taylor Swift played herself in the Hannah Montana movie. She voiced the female lead in The Lorax. She was in a weird sci-fi thing called The Giver, and she played a cat. In Cats. Oh, and she's also one of the biggest pop stars of all time. A++. Yeah. The most famous person in the film. Oh,
1: I want to deny it, but I can't. One
0: of the most famous people of all time, and I love her. Uh, (laughs) She's got the gift... Oh, her character name is Felicia, by the way. (laughs) Great name. Not not that you care. Um, She got it as a gift from her boyfriend. Felicia comes across as... She's just a classic, like... Ditsy, I don't want to say, Ditsy blonde mm-hmm. is the character archetype here. Yeah. She's just like, oh my God, like my boyfriend. Oh my God.
1: I'm, um, I mean, I'm not a Swifty by any <laughs> stretch of the imagination, but the best thing about this film. Really? Think, in her she's character.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. People have a go at her for the acting here. This is her what? first acting role. Um, she's good. Her
1: comic timing is amazing.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, just to get it out of the way first. I don't think there's a bad performance in this film.
1: Yeah, that's... um, Maybe... There's some points I thought... Is it Elizondo? Edgar. Yeah, I thought his... um, His delivery was a bit stilted at points. But yeah. I
0: I mean, he's done so many of this
1: guy's films. Yeah, he's like, oh God.
0: Now we're on a plane for some reason. (laughs) As Captain Kate Hazeltine is asleep on the shoulders of the most American name I've ever heard in my life. Holden Wilson. (laughs) He definitely holds him. What is... The, this film just giving people surnames as first names what is going on uh do you want to talk about who plays let's do kate first because we have already mentioned her who oh, plays i her?
1: literally was just watching a film that she was in mm. uh it's julia roberts yes the
0: aforementioned pretty woman notting hill eat pray love erin Brockovich, a bunch of other stuff i can't make fun of because she chooses her projects really well uh what was the film
1: uh a I was just watching or ready to wear as it was released in the I US I see okay is it good? Um, terrible reviews oh. it's heading towards the three stars at the moment I've got a little bit left but it's, it's fine
0: fair enough uh, she's an A plus yeah. very very famous woman I think she won an Oscar for Aaron Brockovich she is a beautiful person <laughs> oh that's nice and the man speaking of beautiful people <laughs> Bradley Cooper oh yes uh, started in The Hangover uh, he's been in Silver Linings Playbook, American Sniper, A Star is Born, Guardians of the Galaxy, you name it, he's in it. His first role on TV was in an episode of Sex and the City, Ah. which I didn't know. A plus two. He's a very famous man. Uh, he's got to
1: be verging on an A plus plus. Do
0: you think so? Yeah. Yeah. He's close, I think. Out of all the actors, I think he's mm. one of the more famous ones. Um, another one who just chooses his projects really well. <laughs> uh, we'll come back to the plane a lot uh, and it does get quite boring quite quickly. Anyway, the florists. We're at Reed's florists. Julia comes in and is looking for him. Uh, they're friends. They go way back. And guess what? She can't believe Morley said yes either. Oh, dear. I'm sensing a theme. Reed suggests that she flies out to Sanfran to surprise her doctor boyfriend on Valentine's Day. Julia phones Harrison to try and work out where he's staying, but he says he's pulling into the airport. But Nathan, where's he actually pulling into? He's in not to? pulling
1: into the airport, no. he's pulling into his. House! is house. He's pulling into his wife.
0: <laughs> he's married. He's got a kid. I am shooketh to my core. I'm so
1: shocked that this is one of the stories.
0: <laughs> Harrison juggles some apples again, which prompts his wife to say, Doesn't daddy juggle well? Which I thought was a very oh, good Oh, I
1: didn't even pick up on that. I
0: thought that was quite good. We're on the plane again. <laughs> yes. What happens here?
1: <laughs> well, it's a very short scene. Julia mm-hmm. Roberts says that she's in the army. Yep. And this is her one day off in 11 months.
0: You missed the bit where Bradley Cooper tries to close the window with his foot.
1: Oh yes, he tries to close the window with his foot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the plane scenes were quite short. Yep. I think maybe because Julie Roberts didn't have that much time. <laughs> um, maybe cast someone else? I don't know. Um, but yeah, we'll come back to them. As, as I said, we'll come, we'll come back to them. I don't know. Uh, oh, and Holden also asked if she's on Facebook, which dates this film very nicely.
1: I still bloody love Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, okay, boomer.
2: I need some chrysanthemums. What?
0: You should speak English. I had to learn when I came.
2: Chrysanthemums and lilies. Okay. I don't know what... The...
0: Michael, calm down. What, is it, what language are you speaking?
2: I used to speak Bulgarian, but I'm an American citizen
1: now. Does uh, anybody here speak English with a Bulgarian accent? Over here, I right. do. In... Ah, there he is. Bulgarized away. Here we go. We
0: are back in the flower shop now. An employee named Michael says a vaguely dodgy thing about how a woman should learn English. Reed intervenes and there just so happens to be someone in the shop who speaks Bulgarian. Cool. Morley turns up. Reed's very giddy until he realises she's not wearing the wedding ring. She says she wants to keep the engagement a secret because it'll be too much hassle at her undefined job. We never find out what she does. Her job is quite integral to her character. Reed doesn't seem best pleased with this, but then Michael comes over and makes a big fuss of the engagement, which kind of proves her point.
1: Mm-hmm. Anything to add? That's what I've got written oh, down, Jacob. <laughs>
0: There we go. Uh, Edgar is driving Edison to school, and did you catch what they were listening to? What
1: were they listening to?
0: In the Mood by Glenn Miller! Oh, were they? Oh my god! A classic in-joke. I should have written that down. Between Nathan and I. That is a classic (laughs) in-joke, because you're old. It's just the funny- I just find it so funny. It is a funny song. It's a great song, though. Edison asks his grandpa about the first time he fell in love, and Edgar tells the tale. Turns out this was how he met Estelle, leading to this very lovely exchange where Edison says, the pretty girl was grandma, and Edgar replies with, the pretty girl is grandma. Which I thought was really <laughs> Maybe cute. Maybe not for much longer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she lived for another decade yeah, after this She's still film, around, so, though, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet. Um, yeah, I like Edgar and Estelle. They're my faves. Uh, we get some bad editing next, because Edison is in the flower shop, and this is the first time we've had a, a change in scene where we're still with the same character... Mm-hmm. So I thought this was a totally different kid. Oh, yeah. For ages but no, when I first watched he it. He somehow got there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: As it, like, the anthology, like, yeah, the characters cross over, but this is the first time it's jumped from one character to another in a different location. A couple of other bad ed- editing choices later on in the film, mm-hmm. particularly towards the end, which is really badly edited. Oh, nobody's watching at uh, that point anyway. No I was paying attention at that point. <laughs> Uh, Edison shortchanges Reed on some flowers. He only pays thirteen dollars for. Did you get how much the roses were for it a was dozen? Like Fifty-four was $55 it? Fifty-five dollars for a dozen roses. That's insane. I don't, I don't love anyone that much. Bloody hell. Uh, Reed lets it slide because he's a nice man. Jason is at work. If you can't remember who Jason is, it's Topher Grace. <laughs> uh, he's at work in an office mailroom. He talks to Liz about his co-workers. Uh, no, sorry, talks about Liz to his co. It's a lot of people in this film. Jason forgot it was Valentine's Day because he thought it was always on a Thursday.
1: <laughs> That's Thanksgiving.
0: That's Thanksgiving. Uh, it's also revealed that his character is meant to be 25.
1: Yeah, he looks a bit older he's than no that. no way
0: he's one year older than me here. Yeah,
1: he's yeah, two years younger than me, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he's actually 31 at this point. So ah. Well done. We meet someone else new. Oh, God. This is Paula Thomas. She's an agent of a high-flying athlete. Nathan, who plays Paula Thomas?
1: Uh, Queen Latifah. Um, It took me ages to work out she was an agent. I've written down here, what does she even do? Is she a lawyer? I'm so confused.
0: It's very confusing because we meet a publicist (laughs) later as well. Why do you need both? (laughs) You, You don't. Uh, yeah, she was a pioneering female hip-hop star, to start things off. She's been in Ice Age, 22 Jump Street, Hairspray, Scary Movie 3, once lent her voice to a character called Pam Dromeda in an episode of The Fairly Odd Parents.
1: That's a throwback.
0: That is a throwback. I gave her an A. I think she's pretty
1: really? famous. I would have said B+. Eh,
0: fair enough. I mean, the, the hip-hop star, I've got, I'm have got. i a big fan of like what she did for female hip-hop. I think that's very cool. Liz is her secretary for the day, but doesn't get on with Paula's toughened career woman perspective. We then meet someone, someone else, the athlete of, to which uh, Paula is an agent. Sean Jackson mm-hmm. was running along a beach in, I think, Miami. I think he said he lives in Miami, so he would have had to get to Los Angeles, which is on the other side of yeah. the country Yeah, That's in a the long, space long of a fly. day. Uh, do you... <laughs> Before we get to who he is, did you get to the song he was listening to as he was running?
1: I've missed all these songs. What was he listening he to? He was
0: listening to a song called "Heartbreaker"
1: by Will I Am. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm a There's no escape. There is no escape. He follows me everywhere. Uh,
0: Eric Dane, yeah, mm-hmm. is the guy who plays Sean Jackson. Anything on him? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who he was, but he is. Uh, he was in Charmed. Do you remember that? The sitcom about witches? No. no. it wasn't a sitcom. It was like a drama. Um, he's also in Grey's Anatomy as Dr. Mark Everett Sloan. Mm. And he gets he's the sexy doctor. I think they're all the sexy oh, doctor. Okay. Um, and he's recently had a bit of a resurgence as he's in the Zendaya vehicle Euphoria. Ah, yes. At the moment. Um, I saw him first in X-Men The Last Stand, where he plays a character called Multiple Man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, just on this. B-minus, by the way. You gave him a Yeah, I, I yeah. can see that. Um, so he, yeah, he peers out from his balcony. Mm. And just a technicality here that really annoyed oh, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's some woman... W- woman? Some there's, woman. There's some women doing yoga on the beach because they want to wait. They're waiting for him to appear, basically. The sexy man. Don't do yoga on a beach. Do not do yoga on a beach. And even... You, you sink. You, do, you will break something if you do yoga <laughs> on a beach. Even if this man has a six-pack... Please, find some (laughs) sure ground. That's what you need to do. People love beach. Beach yoga is a big thing, though, isn't it? I could not do that. No. could not do that. No. Yeah.
0: Well, fair enough. Yeah. The women are all like, oh,
1: why don't you come (laughs) and take a swim with us?
0: (laughs) And Sean's like, ladies, please. Uh, He also, as I said, he's. I didn't think I mentioned, he's a football player, basically. He's coming off the back of a bad season. And ESPN is pondering his career, speculating that he will retire uh, Sean isn't pleased. He also seemingly just ended a relationship with someone because he throws away a spare toothbrush
1: ah. very
0: angrily into the bin. Uh, he makes a phone call to his publisher, publicist, not his agent. His publicist, who is Cara Mon- Monahan, and who is she played by? She's played by Jessica Biel. She is played by Jessica Biel. Uh, Jessica Biel. I mean, you might. I mean, you may know. Immersed as the wife of Justin Timberlake. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the the
1: the wife who um. Did the spoken word bit probably the worst bit of Man of the Woods with the flannel shirt?
0: The perennial um, second place. Yeah. <laughs> on this on this podcast, she got her break in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Was in films like Blade Trinity and Stealth. But her best performance for me was as Mr Peanut Butter's ex wife in BoJack Horseman, which is one of my favorite series of all time. Uh, she gets an A minus because I think she'd have been super famous at this point. Right. Yeah. I can uh, see it again. Sort of fell off the face of the earth. There's a great, there's a joke in BoJack Horseman where Jessica plays herself mm-hmm. and she talks about a new fragrance she's bringing out called B-List, as in the most Beel. Yeah. And the other characters Beale, yeah. go, B-List? <laughs> and the Jessica Beale goes, yeah, as in Jessica Beale. Yeah. Yeah. And they go, what's the difference?
1: Hey. <laughs> Jessica
0: Beale takes a lot of shots at herself in that. and That's she, good. She's That's very, good. very self, um, um, self-aggressive.
1: Great physical comedy. Excellent physical comedy, I thought in this first scene. Before we get to that, can I just say, like, she's on the she's on the treadmill. Yeah. Does she live in her office?
0: Because like her couch is made up like a bed, and she's got the treadmill. I
1: wouldn't be surprised. There's no, I mean, there's no (laughs) separation between work and home in the US, is there? So especially
0: not in LA as a publicist to a Mm -hmm. highly paid athlete. Um, But yeah, talk about the physical comedy.
1: Um well she just struggles with her running machine she crawls she crawls across to get to the phone knocks over a few more things and i think like that's that you've got to be skilled i wonder how many takes that took yeah. to knock over exactly what needed to be i think there were some sweets that got knocked and um mm. she eventually makes it to the phone um she's quite funny in this i think yeah Jessica she is Bill. yeah
0: i didn't i didn't know i didn't know she was like a comedic actress mm. I, I don't know if she is but she, she's very funny in this film a lot again lots of physical comedy as well um, but yes she takes the call from Sean um, she says that she's going to go to a meeting with him and Paula later and she's the one with the anti-Valentine's Day party which I mentioned earlier and no one is coming no zero guests no one's RSVP'd on the, the specific website <laughs> she has set <laughs> up it's
1: a yearly thing you might as well have a website you yeah,
0: might as well pay for the domain yeah absolutely we're at high school now as our second bonus famous of the film comes in Miss Gilroy who is played by Kristen Schaal? Who? <laughs> Kristen schaal Grit- Chris Kristen Schaalu, a very famous American comedic actress. I think she was on SNL. Uh, she was also in BoJack Horseman as the voice of Sarah Lynn. Oh, okay. Um, she talks to her class, and she wants to speak to Grace. Who have you got down as playing Grace? I haven't. Have you not? <laughs> Okay, Emma Roberts.
1: Oh, sorry, yeah, it's Emma... Oh, my God, yes, it's Emma Roberts.
0: Uh, She was an actor on the big screen from the age of 10. I'm sure her aunt Julia Roberts had nothing to do with that. Uh, She's been in things like Wild Child, Hotel for Dogs, We're the Millers, and that awful-looking Holiday, which some people said to me we should have done as our Christmas episode. Ah. Uh, She was also in a film called Nerve, which I saw at the cinema.
1: I've seen Nerve. It's good, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's all right. I I might to write that letterbox. I I don't think, think I have. I think it's... Dave
0: Franco is in that as well. Yeah, it? I
1: can't remember. I have seen that film. I yeah. think it's
0: the OK Franco. I think it's the one we can talk about. <laughs> you,
1: yeah. I, I think I remember Nerve suffering from what I talk about The Matrix suffers from, where it's mm-hmm. like, great concept, too much action. I want the psychology. <laughs> I want the psychology. Mm. It yeah. suffers
0: from, like, sort of, um, we're talking about Nerve now, like, undefined villain syndrome as well. Mm-hmm. You never find out who the villain is, right. such just sort of the is. Um, but yeah, I gave her a B. I think she's quite famous, and I used to fancy her a lot when I was a teenager. Um, Grace, I um, definitely don't anymore. No, absolutely don't ever. Uh, Miss Gilroy speaks to Grace about wanting to talk to her at lunchtime, but Grace explains in explicit detail about how she's going to go and have sex with her boyfriend instead. (laughs) Have you got who played the boyfriend?
1: No, but he was a quite nice-looking chap. He was, yeah.
0: His name is Carter Jenkins, which again is the most American. Sorry,
1: yeah. I'm going on to the next scene of my notes. Yes, I have written down Carter Jenkins.
0: Uh, he's in his late teens in this movie. He has already had parts at this point in Scrubs and Lost. He was in a film called Aliens in the Attic, which I've also seen in the cinema. And he's also gone on to have films in a uh, role Sorry in Mad Men and DC's Doom Patrol. He's not very famous. I've given him a D.
1: Oh, crushing Do you great. Know who
0: Carter Jenkins
1: is? No, like certainly did after this. Oh, well, I bet you did.
0: Miss Gilroy... It's seemingly, like... When she, like, crushes her soda can out of frustration upon hearing this, does she want to fuck Grace? Like, yeah. That's how it came... But she's the teacher. Fantasies, like, today I, I thought she was a student. I thought, like... What I thought the... she was a student yeah. as well. This is
1: the first time you're revealing to me, yeah, that she's Very strange. A... I noticed her face as well. Oh, we've already talked about it.
0: What about her face? Uh,
1: no, I noticed the, the, the actor. I can't oh, remember. Oh, Kristen Schaal.
0: Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... This was very confusing and a bit creepy. I didn't like it. We never see Miss Gilroy again, by the way. We then meet who I think is the last new character. Okay. Do you want to take this one? As he is your boy. He
1: is my boy.
0: Um, Do you know the character name? No. Willie.
1: <laughs> of course. The
0: character's name is Willy.
1: Um The sexiest man on earth. Uh, Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Um
0: It's me from Twilight.
1: <laughs> I first saw Taylor Lautner, um, probably the start of much of my confusion in life, in um Achievement by the Dozen 2. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know he was in those. Uh, I think he was around the same age as me um in that film. Mm-hmm. And obviously I couldn't work out whether I wanted to be him or something else. <laughs> so uh, that started off. Uh, I've only recently seen Twilight, but he looks absolutely delightful in Twilight. Um, um, and he is still to this day my sexiest man on earth.
0: Wow, that's amazing. There we go. The OG. He was the OG. Yeah. Uh, Twilight Eclipse was due out the same year as this, so... He was very famous at this point. Yeah. He gets an A at the time, although now I think it's more like a B minus. Yeah, yeah. What He's in happened? a
1: football film recently. Is he? In a, yeah, a American soccer? football, oh. or is it a series? I don't know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I put he was in a film called Abduction, which I remember being advertised very prominently on buses in my teenage years. He directed
1: years. that film. Yeah, Did it he? got really bad reviews. It's like yeah. an action thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But mm. it is him and Lily Collins. So oh, if you are feeling Collins. superficial. <laughs> I would recommend it.
0: Yeah, he's friends with Alex. Uh, he's also Felicia's boyfriend. Uh, the tail- the two Taylors. You know they got together in real life.
1: Yeah, I did. And now Taylor Lautner is going to be marrying someone called Taylor as well. <laughs> in real life.
0: They talk about the, fir- the first time they're going to have sex. Alex and Grace are a bit nervous. Then there's a weird tension between William and Felicia because Willie got her the big bear. Mm-hmm. Felicia got him a track shirt with the number 13 on the back which was her lucky number which is taylor swift's lucky number in real life Uh, She bangs on about it all the fucking time um oh my
1: god did you just shit on taylor swift
0: half of my love for taylor swift is when she does the shit (laughs) willie seems disappointed but he says he loves it to make her happy sowing seeds of tension that never lead to anything
1: uh uh, yeah they they head off and she questions whether the bear will fit in her locker the answer is no (laughs) you don't know how big the how accommodating this school uh, did, was. It didn't look like a private school. No, probably not.
0: No, I only yeah. ever had like the half locker. You know in Americans they have like the yeah. full, like the, the big long ones. I only ever had like one of the half We had like ones. box lockers. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah those were all, those were right. Those were, oh lockers. God. Didn't work. <laughs> Constantly had your pants stolen. <laughs> what was the point? Why were you putting your pants in your locker? PE or something, you know. Like. Okay, well, let's not get into that now. <laughs> At their meeting, Sean is talking about retiring, but Paula and Kara try and talk him out of it. Sean says he wants other things in life, like a relationship and kids, which seem to resonate with Kara. Back on the plane, we get another very quick scene between Kate and Holden, where Holden admits he has relationships issues, and then we go to a school.
2: And while you were doing that quietly, a little history about Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day was a massacre in Chicago where they shot everybody
1: and put a curse on the Chicago Cubs. Thank you for sharing, Franklin, but this is a different Valentine's Day. Julia
0: is the teacher of this class, which includes...
1: (laughs) I'm just going to let you roll, i it.
0: (laughs) ...includes Edison and a kid called Franklin, who is probably my favourite character in this. He talks about the St. Valentine's Day massacre in Chicago, and then takes his shirt off for no reason. This kid is gold. We're at the (laughs) the florist now, and there's a lot of very quick scenes. Uh, Dr. Copeland has arrived after seeing Reed on the news, and he asked for some flowers to be sent to his wife and his mistress.
1: Can um, I can I sound the practicality alarm again? Yes. Is it a uh, social norm in the US for doctors to be allowed preferential treatment in queues? Oh, okay.
0: They did. Yeah, there's a bit where he's like, I'm a doctor, I've got a surgery in an hour and a half, can I cut to the front yeah. of the line?
1: Because in the UK it'd be like... I don't care that you save lives <laughs> during the pandemic. Get to the back of the queue.
0: And probably make them hate him more. Just yeah. Like, there are probably some anti-vaxxers in there. Like, you
1: bloody idiot. <laughs> get to the back. Get to
0: the back. Um, yeah, I think going to say, is it a social norm in America for people to have affairs? <laughs> the answer is yes. Harrison is unaware that one of his ladies is Reed's best friend. Reed begrudgingly agrees, surely you'd just go to two different florists.
1: Oh, that's a great shout, yeah.
0: Like, this guy's... An idiot. Mm. (laughs) I get he was busy, but like... Well, it's all his own making. Well, exactly, yeah. Two different florists, my dude. Mm -hmm. Why am I giving advice on how to have an affair? (laughs)
1: It's okay, this is 13 years (laughs) old.
0: It's very true. Alex and Grace try and get jiggy for the first time. Alex waits at Grace's house in the nude, covered by just a guitar. Uh, But her mum walks in. Oh no!
1: Oh.
0: We get some more comedy where their tiny dog bites his pants. He runs out with just a guitar around his waist, which I'm sure is a very common sight in LA.
1: <laughs> I wrote down he's doing press ups as advised by Taylor Lautner, but he looks pretty nice anyway. I was going to say, yeah.
0: <laughs> this is a kid who like plays he plays like trombone in the marching yeah. band, and he's a bit geeky. Yeah, he takes his shirt off.
1: He's rich. <laughs> very nice yes he's the Fergie you know Fergie had all her things he's the ultimate
0: child (laughs) I think he's a teenager child sounds weird Uh, Grace picks him up and they drive away and that's the end of that Liz is using the company phone to talk to her clients and this time it's a Russian man called Vladimir who really likes being dominated Paula overhears and lets Liz off because and I quote you have a way with dirty words I like that
1: she admires her spirit she does I wrote down Yeah,
0: fair play uh, also, Jason asks her out that evening. Whatever. Sean is driving his car and accidentally... You're done
1: already. I, I'm so good. tired.
0: <laughs> Sean is driving his car and accidentally smashes into the back of Alfonso's delivery van. Alfonso is a huge fan and lets him off the hook. They talk about love. Alfonso says that sometimes love doesn't exist unless it happens in front of other people. This inspires Sean to make his next move. Alfonso goes to drive away. The back door of the van breaks open, oh. spilling all the flowers, including Edison's into the road.
1: He's not that angry about this. No. He's sort of like, oh no, and does a little stomp. <laughs> and that's it. It's like, I mean, you've lost, looks like you've lost half your business yeah. there for the day, when, on the most important day.
0: When he gets, like, smashed into by Sean, he's more content with, like, quips than he yeah. is with. And he's just like, oh, I hope you drive better, I hope you play better than you drive. ha 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 ha. ha. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Reed tries to warn Julia about Harrison's infidelity at the school, but Julia gets distracted when her class just randomly starts beating the shit out of each other. Reed is sad because he didn't tell Julia what he needed to tell her. Uh, they then go to drop the mystery flower off at Reed's house for when Morley gets home from her undescribed oh, yeah. job. School is finishes and Grace picks up Edison. Did you think they were brother and sister? Cause I did. Well,
1: that's what I've written down yeah, But it wasn't till right near the end that it was like <laughs> babysitter, is it? Yeah.
0: She does to, to to give it some credit. She does say when she's talking to Chris and Charles, I can't meet you after school because I nanny after school. Oh. But I did think they were like on a first viewing. dead certainly sister. They were yeah. Brother and sister. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she picks him up and takes him off to soccer practice. Julia calls Kara and says she isn't coming to the anti Valentine's Day party, which causes Kara to hyperventilate into a bag. <laughs> Reed turns up at home to deliver the special flower, and then... And then...
1: And then... um, then. Jessica Alba is leaving him. Um, Or whatever she's called. (laughs) Morley Clarkson. Morley Clarkson Clarkson It Sounds like a firm of lawyers. Um, And I don't blame her, because she, you know, she woke up in the morning, she was a bit groggy. (laughs) um, Maybe accidentally accepted the proposal. Because uh, she was tired and uh, now she's on her way.
0: Can I just say, like, the way she's doing this, so he comes, like, she's not expecting him to come home. She has cleared out the closet, taken stuff off the walls, mm-hmm. and is taking the dog. <laughs> that is brutal. For him, presumably to come home after a long day at work, find her gone with no explanation. Was she going to leave a note? Please was she going to text
1: him? That. The dog though, he deserves the dog. If oh my, she's doing God, that this dog! Like
0: when the dog runs to the other side of the, yeah. road, I was, I was well and out. Devastated. Like,
1: <laughs> the
0: dog's so cute as well. I said I'm sadder about the dog leaving than I am her. <laughs> Morley's like, I don't, I, I'm focused more on my career at this point. I can't handle the sort of commitment you're ready to give me. And she says, do you want a girl to just consider marrying you or <laughs> just no? What a weird thing to say.
1: Oh, it's a fair point. I guess Um, so. Her most crushing statement for me was, the first phone call I made after you proposed was to my office to confirm my (laughs) ten o'clock meeting.
0: In her her undescribed job. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Reed's Reed's devastated, obviously, uh, and Morley leaves, taking the dog with her. Mm -hmm. Rut row. It's Romeo Midnight, back again. And if those topsy-turvy feelings have got you
2: twisted inside out, think of the poet Rumi who 800 years ago said, all
1: we really want is love's confusing joy. Amen, brother. She was there, huh? Is that it? Is this you believe?
2: You don't buy it when she says yes to me, but when she dumps me, that you can wrap your head around. <laughs> Kind
0: of feeling. Excuse me? Romeo Midnight is right. back and adds absolutely nothing. Uh Alfonso is just fishing outside.
1: <laughs> oh yes, yeah.
0: Um he knew that he he said that he had an inkling that Morley was gonna leave him and Reed gets very upset about this because fair enough. Like if you had an issue, then yeah, you should have said something. Because
1: nobody ever tells anyone <laughs> when their relationship is shit, and it's this societal taboo we need to break. Yeah,
0: you're trying to you're trying to tell me something? No, I'm or...
1: not. Your GF <laughs> is the shit. Thank you. She is.
0: Thank you. Um,
1: yes, but I'm only just saying that. And I can't possibly actually <laughs> say what I think.
0: Microphones come off. Uh, Alfonso seems pretty nonchalant about the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, Reed decides he's going to do some good on this day and goes to stop Julia from flying out to San Francisco. He goes to borrow a car from Alfonso's cousin who lives nearby. It's a lowrider. And they drive... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying it. And he drives to the airport as California Love by Tupac plays. (laughs) What a banger. I wish we had more of that. Then, one of the low-key weirdest bits of the film, they... He turns up at the airport.
1: He finally lost me in my notes. Okay. take a few pages. They're no, I'm at the airport.
0: They're at the airport. And he has an argument with this guy who works at the oversized luggage container. A guy who we we haven't seen previously and we'll never see again. He gets like five minutes of screen time, this he's guy. He's great. There's a bit where he. like... The man goes, you need to have oversized luggage. And Aston Kutcher picks a bin up and puts it on the <laughs> That's good. And that's good. Yeah, that's good.
1: I like that.
0: The guy behind the counter gets a smaller bin and says, now it's a matching set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julia, Reed says some really nice things about Julia. The guy behind the counter sells him a ticket and lets him go through. I've put, does he not know about 9-11? <laughs> oh, God. You're going to be letting people go through. Like...
1: Oh, uh... I'm all for a bit, you know, sometimes standardisation is necessary, but when someone's in love, you're at the oversized <laughs> counter, give him a ticket.
0: As is amateur to us all the time, you know. When haven't you been at the oversized counter in an airport? He did
1: not show a passport, though, I don't think. He didn't show anything? Yeah, he didn't show anything. He just put yeah. a
0: bin on the counter. <laughs> Very random reaction. Reed then runs away from security to catch up with Julia. He confronts her without any shoes on, because he had to take them off for the security scanner. Um, he tells her that Harrison is married. Julia doesn't believe him. And there's some jokes about one of Julia's old boyfriends being gay because he has a cat named Babs. Hello, Barbara.
1: Hello, Barbara. Meow!
0: <laughs> That's Barbara Streisand, yeah, not Windsor. Not Barbara Windsor, no. Um, the security are very lax about this. hmm They just let them have a chat. Uh, Julia doesn't... <laughs> Julia hears about Morley leaving Reed and doesn't give a shit. Uh, Mor- Reed asks for the truth about Morley and Julia says that she never thought they were going to work and then Reed gives a speech about how basically what you just said about <laughs> how no one should have told him and how he's not going to let the same thing happen to Julia mm-hmm. but Julia gets on the plane anyway because she doesn't believe him flies off to San Francisco and Reed is led out of the airport by security
1: not not straight up arrested though no. just removed he's just
0: like can you just come on what off, is, this, what is this America honestly sort it out i suppose he wasn't shot the airport scene yeah did it feel like the end of the film to you
1: um, a lot of films end in airports. Mm. Yeah, That's what it I was. Uh, it's not really a midway through kind of uh, setting. We
0: are almost exactly halfway through. Oh, halfway. okay, yeah. Like, so,
1: maybe oh, you've it's done a good job. Thank you. Are you you breathing? Are you, yeah.
0: (laughs) Maybe because it is so like Love Actually and that ends in an airport. Mm -hmm. I, when he was running, he was doing, it's literally the same. He's running through the airport, dodging the security. The big orchestral music is playing. I was like, oh, this is a really good ending to this. You know, he's going to confront her. He's going to save the day. Blah, blah, blah. And I paused it and I looked at the time. There's an hour left. (laughs) An hour. I was in, I was genuinely in shock. I was like, oh, that was really good, you know, a nice decent half an hour and a half film. There's
1: fucking hour left. Honestly. I mean, I was checking when it was going to end every five minutes, <laughs> so I was aware.
0: I was doing that from this point on. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as I'm sure you've noticed, we're experiencing a little turbulence. Nothing to be concerned about, but the captain has turned on the seatbelt sign for your safety. So if you could please return to your seats once we pass oh. through this, which should be in just a few minutes. Yeah
1: you look very pretty
0: Kate is in the toilet as we go through some the turbulence what
1: the fuck is the point in the scene no to be the
0: walk that door. <laughs> all that happens is she gets changed into a jumper and Harrison says she looks pretty
1: yeah I've not written...
0: Harrison sorry Holden <laughs> Bradley Cooper tests. Bradley Cooper
1: turbulence on the plane which doesn't mean anything and the scene ends I wrote down <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yet we've spent longer talking about it than this scene actually lasted um yeah don't book some of your film when they're in another very big mm-hmm. film i think is the lesson here back on the ground edison is playing soccer with a girl called rani can is... i can i
1: ring the practicality alarm again okay um i'm not a fan of child heading practice okay in football mm-hmm.
0: um, there's been a lot about this
1: in yes, the last few dreadful years dreadful for brain development mm. um just something I thought I'd throw in there.
0: I'm not even sure if I'm foreheading in football at all. <laughs> or at least give them something to protect their heads with. CTE is a real thing, people. In any sort of sport. Look after your brains. Oh the
1: tactics in this match. <laughs> I knew oh,
0: my I God. knew you could. These children are ten.
1: I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but just to go back to the actual plot. There, there is point. no way a goal can be scored in this match. But they do score. Y- yes, because it's fictional.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can I get to the plot Sorry. point and then we'll have you have a go at the 10-year-olds okay. Okay. playing soccer. He's, he's talking to a girl called Rani, who is a girl who clearly has a crush on him. They talk about giraffes. Um, Rani will come back up later on. She's, I think she mentions at this point she her family own an Indian restaurant and she's going to work there tonight mm-hmm. at the age of 10. After going to school and playing soccer, Jesus, LA people. And yeah, that's basically will come up later. Nathan, the floor is yours. Have a go at it's, these children. Oh, it's just a
1: very quick comment. that They just crowd around the ball when they're mm. playing soccer, as you would say out there. Mm. So there is no practical way you can score mm. unless uh, there's... It's almost... I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like a push-pull thing. I mean, that's kind of football anyway, mm. but like... Twenty people around a ball. It's a scrum. It's a scrum. The ball's not gonna go anywhere. Have
0: you ever seen kids play football? Um,
1: They're not Literally just running. I played other. it as a kid, but obviously you don't have the brain capacity to. But know You're on tattoos. the sidelines, like push forward, get it down the wing, get it down the wing. As my, as my old football coach used to say, "Play the man." No, it, oh no, that doesn't make any sense. Play the man. Follow the man. Yeah. Fe- beat the bounce. Was his beat other the bounce. Parents, yeah. Beat the as if that would matter on a soggy fucking <laughs> bullshit. Hill, slanted pitch. Oh, good. Here go comes the ball. <laughs> Nothing but trauma from those days. <laughs> Nothing We're but not trauma. We're not just talking about CTE. Oh, Mommy,
0: what's going on? Why? Why so? Cisco Martinez is a cheating rat. She's local, man. I don't know what she's talking about. No, Rata. Sis, Cisco! Rata. Cisco! Rata! Oh! oh. What are you doing? He's just Oh, she kneeing him in the gonads. Oh, my goodness. I feel for you. The Dodger dog. Calvin is filming more fluff and witnesses a woman knee her cheating boyfriend right in the gonads. A quote from him. He gets a text about Sean Jackson's press conference and says, This could be my exclusive, even though I'm pretty sure every other news agency would have got the same text.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then we'll get to the press conference. Yeah. Oh my god, the good press 40 camp. people there, at least. <laughs>
0: uh, Calvin goes to Cara's office and fakes needing an to pee to try and get into have a conversation with her, and she is lying on the floor. Uh, she's very upset about being alone on Valentine's Day. They both bond over hating the holiday, although Calvin doesn't really seem to care all that much.
1: Did you enjoy the quote here that Which I've got? One? It's a very veggie-friendly quote from, uh, from Calvin. Go on. Um, maybe you should try out some tofu or something. <laughs> It'll even out your emotions. He does
0: say that, yeah, because Cara, one of Kara's quirks is that she has an addiction to sweets whenever she gets upset. Mm-hmm. Can I just say... Jessica Biel is a very skinny woman. There is no way she has a skinny. She has a, a sweet just going addiction, through her, you know. Like, and it seems a bit der- derivative, doesn't it? All oh, the woman's alone on Valentine's Day, so she eats a load of candy. This is written by a seventy-six-year-old man uh, <laughs> who's known for the old, uh, well, the old faux fruity pas. statement. Yes, well, it was written by a woman, so I don't know what happens there. Uh, yeah, they basically like Ke- Kelvin tries to wrestle the candy out of her hands, and they fall. Candy goes everywhere. Cara falls on top of Kelvin. They share a sort of tender moment, and that's the end of that. I wonder where this is going. <laughs> yeah. We're back at school. Kelvin's cameraman has taken over the duties of filming, and he talks to Willie and Felicia. Felicia does some weird dancing, which Amazing. I'm sure you loved. Yeah,
1: it's hilarious. Five,
0: six, seven, eight. She's no. <laughs> actually just crimps. It's great. They make out a lot. Yep. like a lot, a lot. No complaints. <laughs> Willie then does a backflip.
1: Yeah, was that Taylor or an extra? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. cool. (laughs) It's got to be a stunt double, right? I just wouldn't be surprised. He's the greatest man on earth. He's the greatest
0: living human. You are correct. Um, uh, (laughs) That's a bit which I'm... It's a bit funny, but I'm not sure if it would fly today. The cameraman, when they're making out, just says, God, I miss high school. (laughs) (laughs) Again, another classic old school line. uh,
1: He's... Come, leading out of the po- report, I love that he says that they're ignorant of reality. That yeah. made me laugh. Yeah,
0: that was very good. It was a young, young love, <laughs> vibrant, exciting, and <laughs> completely ignorant of reality. <laughs> Guy who makes the cameraman's good. He's got good comic timing. Uh, there was oh, there was a funny bit where Willy falls over a hurdle and Felicia says, You're still hot, baby! <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> Uh, Edison is upset because his flowers get destroyed in the van crash. They're at home at this point in Edgar and Estelle's home. Which, uh, like, Grace is there. Why does he need a babysitter if he lives with his grandparents? Because
1: they're so old. (laughs) They're so old, they can't move. They're very
0: competent. They are very competent. They do a lot on their own in this film. Um, Edgar and Estelle then listen to- again, this is another thing I thought they were related. Grace is there talking about her problems, like "Oh, me and Alex want to have sex. To these two old people who aren't related to her! I wouldn't have this conversation with my actual grandparents! (laughs) Let alone a bunch of old people! We wouldn't have this convo with a therapist! (laughs) Exactly. Maybe that's the problem. She says it's very hard to plan something to be magical, which is fair enough. Um, I've put here that she says that Alex is going to Stanford and she's going to Yale. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? This... Who's going to MIT? Yeah, exactly. Oh, These my kids, God. like, bloody hell. Uh, Grace then says it's not like she's going to sleep with one person forever. Edgar reveals that that's exactly what he and Estelle have done. However, Estelle looks suspicious and walks away. Uh. Edison sneaks out while all this is happening on his bike to go and do something. I don't know. Grace spots him and gives chase in her Volkswagen Beetle, which I thought was quite good. <laughs> Woo! Woo! We then get, well, I think one of the better bits of the film, I would say, Mm. is Estelle revealing to Edgar that several years ago she had an affair with his old business partner because Edgar was an architect. He travelled around the country a lot.
1: This was a lovely scene.
0: The acting from Shirley MacLaine, heartbreaking, like...
1: There was one line that made me laugh. Go on. But it didn't last long and we regretted it every affair every (laughs) single affair that's ever happened except
0: the affairs that lead to new relationships I suppose but yeah also like so what
1: (laughs) (laughs) you fucked him
0: you're keeping it secret for like 30 years come on Uh, naturally Edgar is so upset by this news as am I he hobbles out he (laughs) He doesn't hobble (laughs) he's fine they're very athletic. He has got that slight bend in the knees. He was the stunt person that did the backflips for Taylor Lautner. <laughs> that was H- 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 Hector Elizondo. Holden talks about. We're back on the plane, by the way. <gasps> uh, Holden talks about how much he hates Valentine's Day because he is recently single. Make a note of that. They then there's a, there's some banter like one of the stewardesses really fancies him. It, it's it's not really worth mentioning, but she's there. Um, we're well, then well, okay. Are we in San Francisco or are we in Los Angeles? Because Julia turns up at a hospital. Presumably the hospital that Dr. Copeland said he was going to be at to do this heart surgery, which is San Francisco. She goes up to the desk and you overhear someone on the phone say Los Angeles Hospital. So what happened? Did she go to San Fran and come back? Did she not go to San Fran? Why is she looking for him in LA when she thinks she's she's in uh, San Francisco?
1: I, I don't understand.
0: What do you mean? I don't, you don't no, know, I, no I don't yeah no I don't. totally
1: get what you're coming from. Yeah.
0: So that's either a like that's that's an issue like it's either bad storytelling or they they forgot.
1: Oh, I know what you're going to do. Or both. You're <laughs> going to look up the geography now and look for the hospital and there'll be an Instagram post like, "Oh, just a correction on the episode." <laughs> Actually, Los Angeles General is in San Francisco. <laughs> of course, it's a general hospital for a large area. California, yeah. I don't think
0: Los Angeles and San Francisco are even that near each other in California. Never San... been out west. I've The only place I've been in America mm. is San Francisco. Did not see LA, so... Uh, yeah, Julia then asks the hospital staff if Dr. Copeland is married. She finds out he's been married for 15 years. And one of the receptionists then tells Julia where she can find Dr. Copeland that evening.
1: The cliche when someone's retiring who doesn't want to retire is to say that it's because they want to spend more time with their family. I don't have a family and with everything football has given me, the biggest thing it's taken away is that because of who I am, because of my job. I haven't been able to live the life I want to. With that in mind, I'll just say the thing I came here to say. I'm gay.
0: I, I knew it. We're at the press conference now. Sean Drake press... <laughs> the Nathan Packham gazebo review coming soon. Do you want to have anything else to say about the gazebo? Or... Uh,
1: nope. just thought it was really small but sturdy. <laughs> really impressed. Especially for a rooftop, you don't want that blown away. Someone's dying. That's out- very yeah.
0: true. Yeah, very very true. Um, completely thrown me.
1: <laughs> Sean yes. Jackson's
0: press conference under the gazebo. Um, Cara's there. Uh, Paula Thomas isn't there. Um, she's getting a massage while this is happening. She's sort of watching it. Uh, Kelvin is there. Sean thanks everyone. His agent
1: isn't there,
0: but, but his publicist, publicist is. <laughs>
1: is. Are, they, are they job sharing? Is it part time?
0: Fucking no. I don't know. Sean thanks everyone's for coming and then what's the big announcement Nathan he's a homosexual he is he a is homosexual gay. as he as, a direct quote from the film he's gay and ready to play
1: <laughs> it's like me after the pandemic hey. <laughs>
0: Paula while she's watching on TV says I knew it <laughs> great uh Calvin asks him a question about like, basically just completely glosses over the coming out and she says mm. but you're retiring though and that's when he says <gasps> I'm gay and I'm ready to play we're at the restaurant where Dr. Copeland is having a meal with his wife and who is their server but Julia in disguise. She... Oh, go on.
1: I think according to YouTube, this is the scene that a lot of people oh. uh, reference if they're talking about this film. It was a good scene. Yeah.
0: I think this was a decent scene.
1: It, yeah, um, you type in Valentine's Day film on oh. YouTube, it comes up with, by the film, and then it comes up with <laughs> this scene. Oh, okay.
0: No, I didn't know that. Fair enough. Um, basically, Julia just toys with harrison in front of his wife his wife has no idea obviously that they're having an affair the whole thing ends when he when she puts down the wind-up heart on the table and then makes a mention to juggling and mm-hmm. that's when the wife gets the idea she then leaves and it turns out that the maitre d of the restaurant is franklin's dad
1: <laughs> but that's a different location again you could talk location. i don't know where they are yeah i don't know yeah. where they are <laughs> um are we going into details about the serving that she comes up with? If you'd like to. Um, the lying, stinking pig, yes. uh, which is uh, a pig's testicles chopped up finely and put in its ass. Mm, I, uh, like, I like how she's like,
0: well, to think of a better word, ass. <laughs> and then I think there's a bit where they cut out the cold, useless heart as well. It's, it's very good. Mm. It's actually a very funny bit. The, the woman who plays uh, Dr. Copeland's wife, after Julia gives the big spiel, there's yeah. a perfect pregnant pause, and then she just goes, "I'll have the salmon." <laughs> oh, very... another funny!
1: Oh my god! Go on. This scene was good. I like Go this scene. Um, so she gives him the wind-up toy, and then they cut to another table with an old man, and he's so old, <laughs> and he's just just leads across to his wife, and he's like, "Did we get a toy?" <laughs>
0: I did that was quite good. Yeah. We're not talking about them because we'd be here forever, but there's lots of background gags and like one-off little one-liners that are quite funny. Um, I remember the bit in the hospital um, where there's, it's like, again, like classic old, like classic old school humor. There's a guy in a wheelchair and a young attractive attractive nurse. And she goes, are you ready for your sponge bath? And he goes, boy, am I. (laughs) It was, yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, speaking of restaurants, we go to another one now. Kara uh, turns up to the Indian restaurant that Rani's parents own. Yeah. She's carrying a huge heart-shaped piñata with a big X through the words Valentine's Day. Loads of balloons. She sets up for the anti-Valentine's Day party. Restaurant number three, where Liz and Jason are having their meal. For some oh, reason, everyone sat really close together. For yeah. some reason, it's Wagamama. <laughs> it's a Wagamama's. Um, one side, they've got a couple just furiously making out with each other. Basically, the whole thing, like, ends when Liz gets another phone call. She really needs to schedule these better. Like, can they just ring up, ring up any time? You can't schedule
1: an erection. Is that... <laughs> but is that how it works, though?
0: Like, does she not have, like, a time slot? Where... I don't think
1: that's how phone sex work.
0: If anyone works in the adult phone industry... DM us,
1: so we don't need, <laughs> you don't need to publicly post about it if you need to protect your identity.
0: Out and proud. Um... Also, I think they're eating in a hotel, because right. she goes yeah, out. And she's she in the an... foyer yeah, yeah. of a hotel. Um, she puts on a southern accent and leaves. Is
1: this a? Um... Oh my god! I've gone totally blank. Because she plays Blanche. Uh, oh, um, um, streetcar, streetcar named, car. Streetcar named yeah. Desire. Yeah,
0: a Streetcar named Desire role player. Yeah,
1: I think that's yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. I think oh, the yeah. character's called Blanche. The other one's called Stanley, so yeah, uh, I think yeah. you're right. Oh no, yeah. maybe
1: it's Stanley. The, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's but definitely
0: yeah. a Stanley going mm. on. Yeah. Uh, Stella! uh As Liz leaves with a southern accent, Morley arrives to book a room for her and the dog. And that's it. That's all that happens. And we see Morley once more after <laughs> this in a scene with no dialogue. Great fault. Why did why follow up with her at all? And she made how many million pounds? <laughs> that it was a really weird scene. Like mm. the the gag is that she wants to book a hotel for two people, but one of them is the dog. The dog doesn't need a bed. The dog does not need a bed. Also, also that's
1: disgusting. What hotels
0: allow dogs? <laughs> Have you ever been to a hotel where they've allowed pets? No, that's
1: not no. Never. Yeah.
0: Absolutely not. And yeah, that's basically the last we see of her. Thanks for coming, Jess. Reed and Alfonso are walking and talking about love. Alfonso tells Reed that the day isn't over yet and that he can still go and do something. He also says he got it right because he married his best friend. Foreshadowing. Uh. Uh, Holden and Kate have finally landed. They are finally off that godforsaken plane. Holden lends Kate his car to help her get home to her Valentine's faster. I like faster. this. It's nice, That's isn't it? Sweet. Yeah, no, it's very nice. Um, <laughs> we're now back at the Indian restaurant where Rami's parents say they will find her a nice Indian boy one oh day. Oh, <laughs> Oh, God. I think she is ten. And also, Alex is their delivery boy because LA, you know, that small town, LA, mm-hmm. where everyone knows each other. Um, Jason is now looking for Liz... Uh, I haven't cut any of this, but this is literally the pace at which the scenes are coming. Like, it is mad. It is mad how fast the scenes come in this film. Jason goes looking for Liz and he finds her dirty talking to Stanley. Uh, Jason gets super mad thinking that Liz is cheating on him. Liz then comes clean about her job and Jason takes it really badly.
1: Very badly.
0: He says, this is way too much for me. He then makes a joke, like, Liz says, are you going to call me? And Jason says, I don't think I could afford it.
1: Oh.
0: He then, the excuse he gives is that he's from a small town in Indiana and that this is too much for him.
1: I think there was a joke early on, it was like, kiss your cousin day or something in Indiana. Yeah, there was, yeah. Uh, What a dick. (laughs) Like, terrible. I mean, it's a shock, but I don't think the quip of having to spend money to vote her was a... Good idea. Well, before
0: that, he just li- he literally goes, I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. And walks away. off.
1: For that reason, I'm Fucking
0: out. hell. We go to the uh, Hollywood Cemetery next, where apparently they show films mm. on Valentine's Day. I don't know if this is real or not. Edgar tries to get in to see the movie. That is a thing that he used to do with Estelle. But so- this is another thing. Like, there's a line of people and they're selling tickets. And then they announce they're sold out while well, there's still a line.
1: Yeah. Just pre-book the tickets. <laughs> Is that a thing? Well, the internet was slightly less. Oh, I guess so. Oh, it's 2010, though. You could Cara, easily book Cara on. Cara had a website for her, yeah, her party. She was at the vanguard. She
0: was. Uh, Jason has a spare ticket, though, because he bought one for Liz. He gives it to Edgar and lets him in. He's still a dick, though. Edison confronts Reed at the florist and in a... Confronts? To, <laughs> as much as a 10-year-old child can. To make up for losing his flowers, Reed gives him the special flower from earlier, the MacGuffin flower, and they set off to find his valentine.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go now. Have
2: a nice life. Who came? What happened? Married.
0: An Indian man eyes up Kara at the restaurant. She inhales some helium and says, I'm going now, which was very funny. Just as Julia turns up and they smash the shit out of the heart pinata, which was, I'm sure, incredibly cathartic. Once again, great physical comedy. Yeah. No complaints. The helium bit was very funny. Which is just like, That's right. <laughs> uh, the bit when, when she smashes the heart up, she says, Now that's open heart surgery,
1: which is
0: sort of a zinger, but not quite. Uh, We are back in the graveyard now, and it turns out that, just completely randomly, the star of the film is Estelle.
1: Yes. She was an actor. In an actual film. Do you know this? No. This is a Shirley MacLaine film called Hot Spell. So it's Shirley MacLaine playing someone else in Hot Spell, whilst in this film playing someone else, but she's (laughs) Shirley MacLaine, but she's not. So, so
0: yeah, right, okay. That, how did this film get more? I confusing? love that kind of
1: inception. I love that shit.
0: Fair, fair enough. Um, yeah, that's all we get from the graveyard. We're then back to the cutting. At this point, is insane. We're back in the Indian restaurant and more of Kara's friends turn up, so it turns out she had no reason to worry because there's like a dozen people at the end. They burn pictures of their exes and Kelvin turns up and says he's Kara's date. Grace catches up with Edison. I've put Emma Roberts is like a foot taller than this child. <laughs> I looked her up and she's five foot two. Oh
1: my god.
0: So, um, yep. That, again, that, that happens. Grace is like, you can't run off like that. Edison says, sorry. That's the end of Have the scene. That's the end of the scene. Uh, back in the graveyard Estelle turns up looking
1: fantastic Every time you say Estelle I I just think American boy <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you not think Joey's agent from Friends was called Estelle I've
1: never seen an episode of Friends so That doesn't surprise me <laughs> I've she... seen bits Yeah never of course seen you've, whole seen, episode. you've seen bits yeah. yeah
0: Did you catch what she was wearing? She was wearing like this like flowing like gowny cape thing she it's her amazing. apology dress. <laughs> it's her apology dress. Like she had wings. It was spectacular. She looked like a butterfly. She finds Edgar. She says, When you love someone, you have to love all of them. Without really apologizing for the affair. And basically it's just like, you were you you have to forgive me because we're married. <laughs>
1: You know them, uh, them running towards each other. Mm. All I could think was John Travolta and Olivia <laughs> Newton John running towards each
0: other. Well, I, I think Edgar might like it. So, hey, uh, well
1: he came, he came back after no apologies. He did, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Edgar and Estelle make up. Um, yeah, that's that's it basically. And Jason sees this and runs off.
1: Yeah, he goes somewhere.
0: Scene didn't really work for me. I thought it could have been done better.
2: This is
0: for you. For me? You're my valentine. We're back at the Indian restaurant and Kelvin and Kara are singing I Will Survive. Great stuff. <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, nice. That was funny. That Grammy Award winning musician, <laughs> Jamie Foxx. <laughs> not playing the piano out of sync with uh, whoever. No,
1: uh... no. Yeah, it wasn't.
0: Absolutely that. not. Edison turns up at the restaurant and goes up to Julia because she's his valentine. Oh. His, his teacher <laughs> Good Um He gives her the the MacGuffin flower, like it looks all like right. they open it and I'm like it's alright.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. I thought it was gonna be like an amulet or yeah. something. From Titan from Titan <laughs> like goes
0: off. They then have a conversation where like basically Edison's like Oh, is it the age difference that's the problem? And I'm like, yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Legally. Yeah, and she and Edison's like, if it's my height, then I'm gonna get taller. <laughs> so he's self-aware of how young he is in this situation. Oh, it's
1: so weird.
0: I don't like this trait in films where kids like fall in love with their teachers, and the teacher has to be like, "Oh, it's okay. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. It's not because I'm. You know, don't want. It's not because I don't love you, and I don't want to be a pedo. Uh, it's just, yeah. Didn't. It's horrible. She basically, Julia then points Edison in Rani's direction. Did you get why Arnie, Rani and Edison are friends?
1: Great line. She's the only fifth grader who has Frank Zappa on her iPod. <laughs> um, what
0: Zappa tracks do you think Edison would be a fan of?
1: I think probably... <laughs> That's a very good question. Thank you. Oh my god. You feel like because they're younger it would be the latest stuff that you can actually <laughs> understand. I yeah. mean, I hope it's not Bobby Brown Goes Down.
0: Isu- yeah, Braga, yeah, he's uh, that. that would be an issue. Yeah, Bobby Brown goes down. That would be The latest stuff I have
1: terrible knowledge of. But yeah, I doubt he's listening to The Little House <laughs> I Used to Live in, which we um, always reference on this podcast. A 20 minute yeah. instrumental
0: piece. yeah. Um, or you...
1: anal retentive calope music. Or cal- oh, how do you cal- say that? Cal- Calip- Calip-
0: uh. no. Calliope. Calliope's the music. Yeah. Oh, have, I think that's the
1: name of one of the songs. We've been here a long time. <laughs> Help I'm a My... Rock is a great song. <laughs> They just scream "Help!" I'm a rock for that five minutes. That would probably minutes. appeal to kids, yeah. I think. Yeah. Help! I'm a rock.
0: Zappa's is very kid friendly. No. L- no. No. Julia has a realization and runs away. Basically, uh, oh no. Calvin goes to leave the restaurant, and did you catch what he said when he left? <laughs>
1: Um, is this the "I am the chocolate" line? I am the chocolate. No. Oh, okay. No. What well, do
0: you want to? There is that as That's, well. That's just what I've got oh, written okay. down. Fair enough. Jamie
1: Fox says, "I am the chocolate." I am the chocolate. Fair enough. Cal-
0: Calvin goes to leave the Indian restaurant, and as he leaves, he goes.
1: Bali, <laughs> Bali!
0: Oh God! <laughs> then some Bangra music starts playing. But it's uh... not. Oh, okay. What it's is not... it? It's an
1: Indian version of "Sign, Sealed, Delivered." Is it? Yes. Oh. Which played earlier in the film by an artist called Andrew Ramapriam I looked it up wow because I really liked it oh fair enough there we go yeah there's some dancing
0: going on everyone's having a good time Edison and Rani have an awkward conversation (laughs) where Edison says I don't usually go for girls my own age he then ends it by saying I don't really have anything else to say (laughs) (laughs) sounds like something you would say (laughs)
1: Uh, and every time you ask me how I am I'm like nothing to report nothing to and And then I go off on a rant about ten minutes later because there is something to report about
0: gazebos yeah Uh, then this is the worst editing for me in this Mm -hmm. film we cut outside because Alex and Grace are there they're having a conversation Grace basically this this is pretty much verbatim says I don't think I'm ready to have sex they cut on that line back in the restaurant to them dancing yeah Cara goes I'm going now, and leaves. They cut back to the conversation, pretty much exactly where they left off, with this random bit of dancing right in the middle. It doesn't work at all. Yeah. It kills the tension, because that's quite a big line. Like, their whole thing is, we're going to have sex for the first time, and as soon as she says she's not ready, we're we're in a different scene, a completely superfluous scene.
1: Does she start feeling his leg with her foot before or after... I don't know if you saw this. I saw the leg. Shop. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, are they just going to have sex, though?
0: <laughs> yeah, basically their storyline is resolved. I think those two should get married. Do you think so? Yes. In real life?
1: Their well, babies would be...
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nathan doesn't remember a lot of the plot, <laughs> so <it's> just going <laughs> to on the it? people.
2: Today was a fairy tale you are the prince i used to be a damsel in distress you
1: took me by the hand and you picked me up at six. Today was a
0: fairy tale Did you get this down this is one of the original songs oh, playing is, over the is, scene Is this
1: Taylor song or another song This is Taylor's song. song right yeah
0: because yeah, we get shots of William Felicia making out in the lift Felicia goes home literally nothing happened with those two by the way there was no drama there was no tension they were just there like a comic relief i think and Eye candy for Nathan. Lovely stuff. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, the song. Um,
1: which one is it? It's today was a fairy tale. Oh, today was a fairy tale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very very teeny pop sort of country infused mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you got anything on this? No. Uh, okay. Was
1: this uh, was this the song that was on Red? Not Red. Um, Fearless. Fearless. Sorry. It was
0: re-re- yeah. No, no, sorry, there's.
1: It was on Taylor's version yes. of Fearless. yeah. It was
0: re released last year on Taylor's version of Fearless. The song you're thinking of is Jump Then Fall, which okay. was on the album, but also was in this film, but was on the album first.
1: <laughs> Your brain's going to explode. It is going
0: to explode. There's steam coming out of it. Uh, I think Jump. No, not Jump Then Fall. The other one, to Today Was a Fairy Tale, got to number two in the charts. Ah, oh, okay. But it was originally written for this film. And then, as a. Yeah. Re-released. First time I'd
1: heard it, I think.
0: Yeah, not one of
1: her best, like...
0: (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. Oh yeah, this weird thing happens. Paula Thomas, whoever this is better have a good reason for calling me this late. You want me to do what? Boy, do you know who you're talking to?
2: Oh! Vladimir!
0: Well, let me tell you something, Vladimir. You don't know what rough is until you've dealt with a true African queen. Let me get my stick.
2: Nil to Nzinga.
0: Paula picks up the phone in her office and it's Vladimir again. Yeah. And she's really
1: into it. She goes for it. She yeah. uh Don't know if this is racist, probably racist. I think we're okay. She's an African queen and exclaims Nil to Nzinga. Uh <laughs> I wasn't going to say that bit. Oh, okay. I well, don't know I, what that means. I think it's just a name they came up. I mean I'm, I'm probably oh. ignorant towards if there is a cultural reference, but I think thought it's a
0: name it, they just came up with. I thought it was a line in a different language. I thought it was in an African language. Uh, yeah, she says you won't she, she says you won't know what's rough until you've dealt with a real African queen. That's the end of her. Reed is alone at the florist. Julia is driving towards him. We see various shots of the couples enjoying each other's company, including Holden, our man from the plane, turning up. At Sean Jackson's uh, house. So, what what do you think happened between the two of them?
1: Uh, well, he threw he threw away the toothbrush, right? Mm. Unless the toothbrush was like... He'd had sex with a woman, just to be like, Oh, yeah, I can do this. And he'd throw okay. it away. maybe. Um, but he seemed quite loving. There didn't really seem like any reparations that needed to be performed. He
0: strokes his face with a flower.
1: He strokes his face with the flower, yeah. and... Um, also two people who, you know,
0: <laughs> good choice of, uh, <laughs> of couple there. Only either of them were actually gay in real life. <laughs> um, I, so what I think happened, because I was very confused by this, because mm-hmm. I was like, right, so Sean threw the toothbrush away, so he was with someone. Bradley Cooper was also recently single. But yeah, as you said, he comes back and it's all very loving and gentle, like nothing had ever mm-hmm. happened. What I think happened is they broke up because Sean wasn't ready to come out. Basically, oh okay. He yeah. then saw that he'd come out and went back to him. I think it's basically what happened. Um, why? Why he was away and then flying back? I don't really.
1: They didn't. They didn't cover that. No.
0: No. But he was they... just
1: rich as fuck. Basically, <laughs> he wasn't rich.
0: but then no. Sean can't live in Miami then because Holden was flying to L. A. Is there a Let be- it go? Is there a yeah. beach in LA? I A. I don't know. Because he lives on the beach. Yeah. Is there a beach in
1: LA? Oh, God. I'm going to look that up. Oh, no, wow. I'm not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like, then, then, a, then a bad thing happens in Calvin's report. Do you, want, do you want me to do it? Do you want? Listen, I'd like to take time out to comment on the story that we broke earlier. Quarterback sensation Sean Jackson has popped the lock on the closet and come out. What does this mean for Sean Jackson? Will there be more house music played in the locker room? These questions aside, Mr. Jackson's name is likely to be remembered alongside Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali, and Billie Jean King, who endured their share of trash-talking as well. But let's allow future generations to decide where to place Sean Jackson in history. But let's be clear, it's not about defiance, it's about what a man will do for love.
1: I stand behind you, Sean, metaphorically. I might have laughed.
0: (laughs) Did you get which sporting figures he compared Sean Jackson to?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that was maybe a bit over the top.
0: Muhammad Ali, Jackie Robinson and Billy Jean King.
1: I mean, sure. which, whichever Premier League footballer comes out does deserve to be, I think, yeah. in that, uh, that Which philosophy. will never happen oh. <laughs>
0: because of the culture. There's another weird edit here. Cara is in the studio and, he say, and she says, interesting perspective on Sean Jackson. And then they cut immediately to another scene. <laughs> she was in the middle of a sentence. Uh, Jason turns up at Liz's place to apologise. He says that... Liz says to him, how you acted is not the solid foundation for a relationship. And she's 100% right. Ditch this guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's not... No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Jason then says he loves her, despite the fact they've been going out for two weeks. Uh, she gets a phone call. She hangs up the phone. Um Liz says she likes it simple and then Jason waves off a band of musicians he's hired. One of whom I believe is Jerry Marshall the director.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I think he was he was the violinist. Uh and then they fuck. Once again?
1: <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Reed is flowing some flower... uh, Oh, God. Throwing some... We're so close to the end. Throwing flowers into a river. You are going to explode. I am going to explode. Julia joins him. Some ducks swim through the flowers, which I thought was funny. Um,
1: Is that interrupting an ecosystem?
0: (laughs) It's LA. There's no (laughs) ecosystem there. And then they did the thing. They did the thing I really didn't want them to do, and I thought they weren't going to do. They get... The two leads together. Yeah. The two characters that have been friends for ages kiss.
1: But do you not think the admittance that the kiss was awkward was a nice touch? It's
0: it's something. Yeah. It's not good. Like, it's not good enough. Like, the the, one of the, like, just, I thought they were going to avoid such an obvious decision. And they were so much, they were so friends. It's not even how the film ends. You know, I know, (laughs) but they were just, they were so
1: friends though. Do you know what I mean? Like... You and also, look it them. gives loads of false expectations to straight men.
0: Very true. Yeah. He does.
1: And they were also both in
0: relationships earlier that day. He was engaged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was? engaged 20 hours ago. This man is just on it, though. He like, is. He's ready to get engaged at six in the morning. It's fucking
0: ridiculous. We then get a sort of some summary of the other characters. Um... Kara and Kelvin make out. The cameraman changes the green screen to a sunset. It's quite good. Uh, Morley is walking sadly through the streets with the dog. Dr. Copeland is in bed eating pizza. And then... And then another weird thing happens. We go to Edison, who's in bed. And who should turn up but Kate, the soldier. But we thought she was dead. It was made very obvious (laughs) that she was dead. No, everyone talked about her like she was dead. She hasn't, she hasn't been gone 11 months. Did they think she was dead? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's in the military. Like Ugh. This was very strange. Like, they, you know, there's plot twists. And then there's plot twists that make sense. And why, like earlier in the film when Estelle was like, well, he usually does this with his mother. She, all she needs, you know, in a normal conversation, you'd go, he usually does this with his mother who's getting back tonight too late. <laughs> rather than being like, oh, you she does died. this with his mother. Yeah. Um, my notes just say, she's the mum, she's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point. Reed and, Reed and Julia are making out again on the bridge. Romeo Midnight closes out the film with those three magical words, <laughs> let's get naked. Woo! <laughs> and then we're done. Can we talk about the credits? I need a cigarette. Uh, yes. <laughs> what, <laughs> what did you talk about? Just
1: cigarette. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talk about the credits. Uh, so we've got some outtakes and stuff in the mm-hmm. credits. A lot of it quite endearing, actually. I did. I stopped after the. I stopped. I couldn't uh, um, do it anymore. Well, there's no bezel, so you didn't miss too much. Um, we've got Ash- Ashton Kutcher. He can't use a seatbelt, and mm-hmm. they cut to that like three times. It's quite <laughs> funny. He tries to carry on doing his dialogue as he's trying to do the seatbelt. Um, there is a, uh, a scene where Bradley Cooper mounts Julia Roberts on the plane, okay. um, which I don't know whether it would have made the cut. He, he doesn't... Act, he, he motions to. I'm not. Actually, I'm splitting hairs. It's pretty bad. Okay. Um, there's a really cute scene with Taylor and Taylor where one of them goes, hey, I'm Taylor. And the other one goes, and I'm Taylor. And they're like, I've it's confusing. We know that. I was yeah. like, it's cute. They're going to screw later. <laughs> Julia Roberts d- is in a car and makes does a line that's in Pretty Woman as well about her shopping on Rodeo Drive. I've not seen Or something. It. Uh, t- today was a fairy tale plays at the end as well. And then the it the ends with Taylor and Taylor running... Ugh, sure, come about. on,
0: come on. If I can do it, 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 so can you.
1: It ends with Taylor and Taylor running into a love heart of people Aww. on a field as the film ends.
0: Aww. Seemed like a nice holiday for Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift. I yeah. <laughs> didn't really do a lot. I'm exhausted. I'm actually exhausted. We just there. have reviews and reception next. Um. Yeah. Do you want to do that? And then we'll give our final thoughts. I'm
1: I'm, I'm amazed by how well you've done there.
0: I'm going to give myself a break. I'm going to play the transition noise and then we'll come.
1: Box office first, because mm. that means nothing, so we'll get it out of the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yes, the film came out on February 12th, which I thought was a bit too close to the bone. I feel like a Christmas film would be out in November.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but there's not the same build-up to Valentine's no, Day as there not. is. And it would have been promoted beforehand. Mm. So, um, But it was on over the... Because I think Valentine's Day was a Friday, so it would have been over that weekend.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, it does um, make sense.
0: Because, the, yeah, the figures the figures don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, what are the numbers?
1: I uh, was going to say you're a bit of a and if you take Valentine's Day off, but that's exactly, I think, what I'm doing this year, so... <laughs> oh, no, I think I have the day off anyway, so I'm in the clear, it's fine. I don't. Uh, what? <laughs> it took $52.4 million in its opening weekend, grabbing the number one spot over the holiday in inverted commas, that shares its name. The film house did two other high-profile openings, which was Percy Jackson and the Olympians' The Lightning Thief, and also a werewolf f- film uh, uninspiringly called The Wolfman.
0: Which I've never heard of. Mm. And I, I read it, and I was like, I remember Percy Jackson. I think I've seen that film. But The Wolfman?
1: The Wolfman? No chance. Absolutely the follow-up not. to Lesbian Vampire Killers, it's the gay werewolf. <laughs> the, the big Wolfman. gay werewolf.
0: It's back. The overall figure is impressive.
1: The overall figure, hang on, where are we? Oh sorry. I cut you off. No, you haven't cut me off. Okay. At all, no, I'm just trying to read it now. My brain stopped working. Uh, the overall figure, we've got a grand total worldwide of 216 million uh dollars. Uh a big win because the budget was only 52 million. We
0: made his budget back in the opening weekend. <laughs> Boom. Very impressive.
1: Yet West Side Story box office flop for the what, Spielberg's recent- one? Yeah. What?
0: That's pandemic, isn't it? That's just let's hope so let's hope
1: that's not the reason or other socio-political oh, factors oh no uh, oh no not to get too snowflakey about it oh dear uh, um, did you
0: get this it's the second highest opening weekend for a rom-com in history yep yeah did you get what was the first
1: Sex and the City Shopping for labels <laughs> oh, yeah Shopping for labels Shopping for love
0: <laughs> only it have been Fergie instead of Taylor Swift maybe they'd uh, have got the number one spot we don't know <laughs> Anything else on the box office before we get to the reviews? No, it's review time. Okay. Yeah. I, well, so I think in terms of like scores, it's pretty bad, but I found quite a few positive reviews. Okay. Have yeah. you got any positive reviews?
1: I uh, don't
0: think I do. Okay. So Debbie Lynn Ellis of Behind the Lens called it a perfect date movie laced with laughter, saccharine sweetness and enough hearts, flowers and ribbons and bows to melt even the coldest heart in a score that was three out of five, which is obviously not great, Mm, but it's not bad. And another one here, uh, Karen, I'm gonna get this wrong, I'm so sorry, Kazanovich, I think, of the Radio Times also gave it three out of five, saying it was light, breezy, sentimental, and amusing. Valentine's Day is delightful and cringe-making by turns, as it sums up the heady pressures and potential pivotal nature of the event. There are a couple of three, I never got higher than a three out of five, but. (laughs)
1: Heady (laughs) pressures. Come on! <laughs> You're gonna
0: work out whether you take the day off yeah. or not. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the petrol station isn't open. Oh, on your way. That's back. where he's heading. However, what did
1: pretty much everyone else think? Stats time. Okay, here we go. Uh, okay. Rotten Tomatoes: eighteen percent, based on a hundred and ninety reviews. That's Well, low. <laughs> um, for an average rating of four out of ten. Um, haven't got the Metacritic score. Oh yes, I do. Good. Metacritic, 34 out of 100. Mm-hmm. Um, some specific bad reviews. I watched the Mark Commode. Oh. Or Kermode. I should <laughs> keep saying it wrong. He's not a toilet. Um, <laughs> Very much not a toilet. He called it a greeting card full of vomit. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: was in, he was in the best shape of his career at this point yes. when it comes to the reviews. Like late,
1: oh. late 40s Commode yeah. oh. The
0: Sex and the City reviews are spectacular for
1: Commode. Um, do we want any more? Have um, you got
0: the Guardians?
1: I have got the Guardians. Oh, Peter it's Bradshaw's, brutal!
0: Yeah. It's brutal.
1: It uh, it makes love actually look like Citizen Kane, <laughs> um, just a yucky, plasticky confection of sentimentality, like eating fudge with a, celipane, celipane, a cellophane 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 wrapper on.
0: Yeah, he called it a brutal St. Valentine's Day massacre of comedy, <laughs> of love, of believable human emotion. <laughs> Absolutely brutal,
1: and Roger Ebert, our fave, the the Dean, Indeed. as they call him, yeah, looking um, down
0: on us from film critic heaven.
1: He uh, he said it was a first date movie because you shouldn't go on a second date with someone <laughs> if they like it.
0: Also, well, you shouldn't go on a first date to the cinema at all. That's no. a terrible idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> talk we'll talk to, to,
0: to them exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Made that mistake a few times in my teens. Um, yeah, those are all the reviews I've got. Basically, um, I will just say though, uh, the audience scores. On the various websites. Weren't too bad. Rotten Tomatoes was 47. Metacritic was 51. Right. Which is again not great. But it is. It's the figure I landed at. Yeah. I gave this. I gave it two stars on Letterboxd. Follow me on Letterboxd. I'd probably give it. Like a mid 40s. We're doing out of 100. Like a 44. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Like. It's not the worst thing we've ever done. No. It's in the top half. Because some of it really works and some of it is really fun.
1: I was just entertained throughout. I you, was fine. You, you had a good time yeah. with this. Okay. I mean, it's pushing a three for me. I did give it two and a half, but <sighs> that yeah, is it's pushing a three.
0: The first viewing, I enjoyed it. The second viewing, where I had to take notes and keep track,
1: you were not was enjoying such it.
0: Such a slog. Stopping it every five minutes. You're so to keep having try. a nap
1: after this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> got to clean the kitchen. Oh, I'm it's got to, to clean! Now. Oh my God! <laughs> I think the problems with the film are there's too many characters, there's too much going on, and by stint of that, it's none of it feels consequential. You don't spend any time with any of the people. Mm-hmm. You don't really know enough about them to care, and it suffers a result like it's more collect. Like in Love, you know, it's it's suffering the same problem as Love Actually. There's too much going on and I don't care about any of the characters. I don't think that... Some of the characters... I hate some of the characters in Love, actually. Like, I cannot stand Hugh Grant's character in Love, actually. I guess you,
1: you don't like the Colin Firth character nope. as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I liked probably more of the characters in this. But I felt like there were more. There were way <laughs> there more were in more, this. Yeah. And as a result, like... So much... Like, it, it, it's like... Gary Marshall wanted to make several different films at once... So, he made the film about the old people having, you know, re, re- realizing one of them had an affair. Mm-hmm. He made the film about two people on a plane. He made the film about two teenagers being in love. He made the film about the man struggling with his sexuality. He made the film about <laughs> the career woman not having enough time for love. All those cliches are their own films. Like, there are lots of films like that. You can go and watch them. He put them all into two hours, which. Honestly, feels like four when you're trying to take
1: notes. <laughs> I bet the second view was like. four, Oh, yeah. it
0: was so long. I had to do it in two chunks, and it was really, really dragging towards the end. Um, I would say it was bad, but I would put it towards the top end of bad stuff. No, that it's we've it's done. a
1: mid-table of everything we've done for me,
0: for sure. We've done twenty-four. I had now. fun. I, I I enjoyed some of it. I don't think Taylor Swift was as bad as everyone said she was. As I said, no bad performances. Some of the comedy was very good. But yeah, towards the, if I was in the cinema watching this, I would be so happy to get out of there again. <laughs> and that's all I got. Yay. It's finally over. We finally What's the run did. time? Uh, well, let me check. It we feels are, good. We're running, well, we're just going up to two hours. Oh, okay, so yeah. Let's wrap this up quickly. Uh, we don't have a poll to do. We don't have a poll so to do. So that'll, that'll um, um, shave some time off, because next episode is... The Wilsons! (laughs) The second annual Wilson Awards. (laughs) Our own awards where we celebrate us and how great we are and everything that we do on this podcast. Last year we had categories like uh, best and worst song, worst character, Worst, what else did we do last Ultimate year? Bollocks, Ultimate Bollocks, the big, I mean, biggest that's the, awards. That's the big one, yeah. Best Bad Thing That Wasn't a Bad, bad Thing. Bad Thing That Wasn't a Bad Thing. Various. We did like our own awards and stuff.
1: Worst Character. Worst, I said that one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we also did Worst Character as well. Oh. And we're doing. We're bringing it back. We're doing the Wilson Awards again, covering everything we did last year. Yeah. So from Rude Box to This Christmas, we're covering yeah. in it all. And um, who's the lead Is it me, or are you...
1: I think it'll be you, because I led last year, so I'll hand that over to you. I am in the midst of listening back through to what we did last year and finding clips and making a playlist... Gotta fucking finish that before we record. <laughs> quite essential. <laughs> it's quite essential I do that. So uh, that could be fun. Uh, but we'll get there. It's fine. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I'm currently listening to last year's Wilsons. Oh. Okay. Um, I don't think there'll be anything from there, but... Um, uh, no, not.
0: Not we can't nominate anything from the awards No, we, can, no, we can't.
1: Yeah, I'm let's... just listing out for if there's any anecdotes or anything. Oh, but, fair yeah. enough.
0: Yeah. And then we will get back to normal service in April with another music call. Yeah. And we'll reveal that poll at the end of the next one. Yes. So, a bit of a weird ending to this one. But something that hasn't changed is social media. Hey. Find us on Facebook at the uh, Search for the Bad Things podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Bad Things pod. You can find us to listen to us on Acast and on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. And uh, you can do, you it, can it, do right it right now, right please. Now, please. No, that's please a, get that's that. a Paul McCartney reference. And yes, we can, when we do have polls, they go out on Facebook. That's where you can get involved in the action. Thank you, Nathan. Thanks for joining me on this very special. I'm very
1: worried for your health <laughs> over the next couple of days.
0: Just every day, just no. worrying about my health every day. I'm going to go and do some yoga on a beach and relax oh, in South. You'll have London. legs. <laughs>
1: You won't have a brain or legs. Anything
0: you want to say, Nathan, to wrap
1: this up? I hope everyone has a wonderful Valentine's Day. I used to be a cynical shit, but um, I think you should all go and have lots of sex. (laughs) And uh, remember that we've been through a pandemic and you should be as intimate as you wish with uh, whoever you're going to be with. And if you're uh, not with anyone... um... Wank. Great. That's it. (laughs) Gonna try and be sentimental, but just go and wank. Go and um wank. no, go and um well wank, yeah. But <laughs> go um send a nice message to a friend or family member that you absolutely. love. Absolutely. Um, because it's Day not doesn't... all about romantic love. Especially when it's a child and their school teacher. So
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And wank. And wank, yeah, absolutely. And a big shout out to any of our LGBTQ plus listeners who were not represented in this film well at all. Despite me <laughs> despite <be> laughing. <laughs> Yes, love is beautiful, love is free, love is for everyone, and have a wonderful, lovely day. I've been Jacob Simmons. He's been Nathan Packham. I love you, Nathan. Oh, I love you too. Goodbye, love. Goodbye, goodbye, love. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll see you for the Wilsons. Get your tuxedos out. Bye bye.